If you didn't know it until now, you are the Common Sense Nation. And this is Radio Free Almen. Good morning, you bunch of drunks. First tall boy of the morning, my friend. Top of the morning to all of you. Good morning this morning, everybody. And uh, Radio Free Almond is on the air. Oh, yes. They. You know who they are, don't you? Tried to put a pillow over my face. Tried to put me in a box. Tried to suffocate me. Well, bite me. That's all I can say. Good morning. This morning, 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 morning. Check this out, my new theme, Ryan Jaycox. The Don't Fence Me In theme. Now they're saying, well, wait a minute, though. That's like your old theme, dude, isn't it? I mean. And it's solid. But you have to realize that unlike the other show, this particular version of Don't Fence Me In is a different version of the Don't Fence Me In you've heard for 17 years back at the, in dinosaur land. You have to search for it. This has a zither in it. <laughs> and I heard like something that sounded like a tambourine. I think that's pretty cool, too. There's a tambourine and a wood block and everything in this juiced up version and you know it's perfectly fitting that we have just a different version of the theme we've had for 17 years because this is just a little bit of a twist on what you've been hearing for 17 years as Radio Free Almond it's going to be what you were used to for all that time it's just going to be a little more jazzed up and it's going to have lamps And it's going to have some cool other effects there, too, my friend Ryan Jaycox. Good to see you. Can you believe that we have put together an entire radio station (laughs) in about three weeks? And and we're going to call it the Radio Free Almond Network because that's kind of what it is. Because we're going to have, like, shows on the RFA channel. So what you're listening to right now, 
Well, we end at 9 o'clock. We could end at 10 o'clock if we wanted to. We could be Jerry Lewis and make this a telethon, and we could go until midnight, midnight. and then take our tuxes off and look like we're all tired yeah, and everything. Yeah, do the, like, and, tie, yeah, let that, down. Do, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And we could have gone forever, but I, I got to tell you, folks, this is the brand new radio style, and this is digital radio, essentially, and you can podcast this eventually I guess what tomorrow morning, if you want, if oh, you yeah. want to re-listen to it. Oh yeah, um, and then we're going to be Facebooking live at seven o'clock, so you can actually see this beautiful studio here, and this is really great. We're down at Gaslight on the beautiful hill, and the bar is awesome, and we're in a studio where some of the biggest names have played some guitar. Yeah. I'm telling you, these guys have done some beautiful work here, and we're going to actually give you samples of that. They're called the Gaslight Sessions. If you want to go on YouTube. You'll see them all over the place, and you'll see the very, well, I guess really the living room that we are cozy. in right now. It is cozy. It's pretty cool. And Ben Murphy and the gang put together this beautiful little banner for us, so we appreciate that. Don't forget also, on the 11th of May is the big Senate debate. So that's on Friday, and we'll be there. We want to make sure you wear all your RFA gear to the event, but we'll follow up on that too because RFA gear is available to you 24-7 there yep. at RadioFreeAlman.com. So that's fantastic. Now, keep in mind, let me get to all the uh, the issues at hand here. And at 7 o'clock, too, by the way, Ryan, yeah, we're going to – I'm going to insert the flaming <laughs> – oh, you thought – what did you think was coming next? <laughs> I'm going to insert <laughs> – you all thought well, – you thought that something else was coming next, didn't you, you crazy people? No, it's I'm going to insert the flaming light bulb into the lamp <laughs> at 7 o'clock. The light bulb. The, the, light, the flaming okay. light bulb that I purchased a okay. long time ago, even though I was asked not to. That was a great debate in your household, right? Yeah, but the LED flame lamp, I've been really looking forward to this. You guys know what a uh, lightophile I am, so <laughs> – that's what it's all about. And before we get to really some of the issues at hand there, can I just say that I really feel bad about the kids waking up this morning because last night, and this is a big debate that people have in their households all the time, by the way, there was this thing, and everybody mistakes it as a giant mosquito. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Those big, lumbering, oh, spider-like yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. And everybody thinks they're actually just giant mosquitoes, which panics everybody. Yeah. I try to tell the kids they're really not mosquitoes. They're not going to bite you. They just look horrid, right? Yeah, see, I tell my kids that they eat the mosquitoes. Oh, you, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Okay, that's a great idea. Because right? <laughs> I, I tell the kids that they'll eat them I just <laughs> if they don't behave. Oh, okay. I mean, that, that's the guy, you know, so, sure. so uh, it's a different style yeah. of... Uh, you know, parenting, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's a different direction. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> uh, and so, no, I, I, so this thing, like last night, I'm kind of getting ready for the show, getting stuff done, and this thing pops out of nowhere. I don't even know where, I'm sort of, what is that thing? It's the, it's the freaking Hindenburg, for crying out loud. And it, I get something, I turn on the light so that I could smash it with something, and it disappears. How does something that big disappear? I have no idea, but it did. So this morning, I'm hoping either it just died of boredom from the overnight or uh, it's 
or it's just going to pop out of nowhere while the kids are having <laughs> breakfast, and that's not going to be a good scene. No. And what will happen is if it is captured, it won't be smashed. It'll be o- underneath a small wastebasket for me to kill <laughs> later on. Now, here's the deal, Ryan. One thing I don't do is I don't kill things in my house. I'll take them and I'll remove them from the house. You do not kill oh, inside no. your home. Oh, no. Qu- God's creatures? No. <laughs> Why would I do that? I'll be honest with you, I'd kill bugs in my home. Okay. I do. Sometimes I do, too, but with the kids' flip-flops, not mine. Okay. Yeah, so that doesn't work. Okay. I'm just saying, that's kind of what I do. See, it's the NRA side coming out of me, (laughs) you know, in my (laughs) home. All right. Well, anyway, thank you all for everything. This has been quite a ride. This has been... Actually, I know that people dumping you out of two jobs ought to create a certain level of stress. And, and sometimes that does. I mean, and, and it did. But you know what? It's all about pushing the problem up a hill. You know what I mean? I've heard that before. And you push a problem up a hill. You don't let the problem roll over you while you're standing there. Because when you just stand there, all you do is stagnate. And it's not you. It's never been me. And so that's about, this is about pushing a problem up the hill. And you know what? In the end, it regenerates into something more beautiful and more important and more amazing. And that's exactly what this enterprise is going to be. Radio Free Almond is on the air. Tell your friends, if you're not on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, tell your friends all they have to do is go to RadioFreeAlmond.com and you're in. You have the listener download right there. And you are rocking, and it's fantastic. And now on to some of the news of the day. Jimmy Hoff's going to be joining us right yeah, around uh, 6.30, yeah. you know, old friend of ours. The guy who said, hey, uh, I want to be with you wherever you go. And Jimmy Hoff's been a big-time supporter, and I appreciate that, too. Jim Carafano is going to be on, too. And I told Jimmy, I said, here's the deal, buddy. You come on with me, but don't be begging for the dinosaur merchandise over there. <laughs> Which they're just flooding out the door all of a sudden. I don't think I was, Who are you speaking I was there of, seventeen baby? years. I don't think we ever gave away a hat. <laughs> <laughs> now they're suddenly giving away I mean, like, you know, yeah. huggies and everything else. But we've got <laughs> so we've got a bunch of gear for you, Jimmy Carafano. So he's gonna be on with us later on. And Jim Talent as well is gonna be with us. This is one of the funny stories. You see this Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so she's gonna run for speaker again, right? Yeah. And she's going to be thinking that, oh, I'm just as popular as ever. So the San Francisco television station, NBC in San Francisco. I'm surprised, actually, they kind of got away with this because she's such a revered character there. And everybody just kisses her rear end constantly. I'm surprised, actually, this television station got away with it. Listen, they're talking about... The popularity of Nancy Pelosi. Check this out. Because Nancy Pelosi has told the Boston Globe that she will run for Speaker of the House if the Democrats win a majority of seats in the midterm election. Pelosi, of course, the very first woman Speaker in history. This may not be good news for Democrats. Republicans use Pelosi as a cudgel in their ads to convince people not to vote for Democrats, and they're not wrong. We might like Nancy Pelosi in the Bay Area, but America doesn't. <laughs> Things that are more popular than Nancy Pelosi, according to an NBC Wall Street Journal poll, include the NRA, current Speaker Paul Ryan. 
Even Donald Trump, among all Americans, Donald Trump is far more liked than Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> that's coming. That's that's coming from a channel in San Francisco. Yeah. The National Rifle Association is more popular than Nancy Pelosi. That's sad. Uh, it's sad, but it's actually beautiful in many different ways, and that's what's so great about it. Now, normally, you all might think, "Well, Almond, uh, where did your, where, where did your, where did your, what a horrible woman she is." Yeah. Where is that? Well, we have it, but I have it in a different form. Because here's what I want you all to do. Because eventually, as we rebuild the Stinger population, yeah. right, that we had on the old station, the fact of the matter is that was none other than Jack Cafferty. Now, we used to call him Jack the Hack Cafferty because <laughs> he was just this crabby old dude right. on CNN. And this was, even though right now he's only 75 years old and he's living in Chicago, okay. which I discovered a little bit about Jack Cafferty, but he used to be on CNN. And that's where I got the famous line, what a horrible woman she is, At, from an interview he did, because he, he was on the Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. Okay. And Cafferty, even though he's 75 living in Chicago, when he's on this, this is like 2010, okay? So this is uh, eight years ago. All right. And he seemed like an old man even then. So, <laughs> But nonetheless, I love the guy. I'd love to. F- I'd love to actually get a hold of him and have him on the air, just to just to talk to Jack. I won't sure, call, we could do that. I won't call him Jack the Hack Cafferty though. <laughs> Can we use the soundbite over and over <laughs> while he's on? And what's funny is he didn't like Bush, of course. No, and, and, but he didn't like Democrats either. So Jack was kind of cool. I don't know how they removed him for some reason. They just got him off of CNN. So I went back. And and in the wake of the Nancy Pelosi report, where they're talking about how unpopular she is and how okay. the National Rifle Association is more popular than Nancy Pelosi, I thought, I wonder where the what a horrible woman she is <laughs> ever got to. Well, it's still there, and it's in context in this case here for you, okay? So listen, this is where what a horrible woman she is that you guys have heard so long. We'd use it for usually... Sometimes we'd use it for men, too, just for the <laughs> just, hell of it. Yeah. Just some, some guy yeah. was whining too much, even though women, that, I'm not saying women whine, but right. you know, I'm just kind of saying Yeah, I see you know where you're saying. playing it here. Yeah, save me. I'm good, yeah, but no, but you know what I'm saying. It's what a horrible woman she is. But here, here this is uh, Jack Cafferty and uh, the origination with Wolf Blitzer. Are tough in this country, very tough for millions of Americans, but you would never know it watching the way Congress spends our tax money on themselves. CBS News has a stunning report on the all expense paid trip of at least 20 members of Congress to the Copenhagen Climate Summit last month. The bipartisan delegation led by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was so large they needed three military jets. Two 737s and a Gulfstream 5. Some members of Congress brought along their spouses. These, this is for a climate conference. Their kids. There were also senators and staff members who made the trip to Denmark, most of them flying over commercial. <laughs> These guys are all, their carbon footprint is the size of a... It's like what Leonardo DiCaprio does. Exactly, yeah. Pelosi refused to answer any questions about costs for this no. or where they all stayed, even though she was the one who decided who went. Why would I answer a question about the airplane I'm flying <laughs> over to Denmark? 
Henry, get in the canoe. Her office says only that it will, quote, comply with disclosure requirements, unquote. CBS puts the cost of military jet flying time at about $170,000, plus the cost of dozens of commercial flights, hundreds of hotel stays, many of them at the five-star Marriott, and tens of thousands of dollars in meals and other entertainment expense. It's a disgrace. The national unemployment rate's 10%. It's interesting how Cafferty, though, even though he talked about the expense of all this kind of thing, it's interesting he didn't mention anything about the hypocrisy right. of all these Which people all flying in these of. jets. Over. I guess that was when, I guess it was, ex- I, who knows? They, I guess they didn't really, uh, Al Gore hadn't yeah. invented the carbon footprint You, you yet. weren't able to offset yet. Yeah. yeah. Employers cut more jobs than expected just last month. We got the numbers on Friday. People are suffering in this country. California, Pelosi's home state, is faced with a $20 billion budget deficit. Governor Schwarzenegger's budget plan will force 200,000 children off low-cost medical insurance, will end home care for more than 300,000 sick and elderly citizens, and will cut income assistance to hundreds of thousands more. This nation's hurting, but Nancy Pelosi can use three military jets for a December trip to Copenhagen and then refuse to answer any questions about it. Here's the question. How much do members of Congress feel the pain of the American people during this recession? Go to CNN.com slash Cafferty file. Post a comment on my blog. What a horrible woman she is. <laughs> Jack, you got to tell us how you really feel about Nancy I Pelosi. I just did. She's I, a horrible I, woman. I heard you <laughs> say that. Right, Thank you very much. We'll see what our viewers Wolf's like think that. about stop, Nancy Pelosi. Stop. Here's the question. How much do members of Congress yep. during this recession... He is Go to CNN.com slash Cafferty file. Post a comment on my blog. What a horrible woman she is. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, you got to tell us how you really feel about Nancy I Pelosi. I just did. She's I, a horrible woman. I, I, I heard you say that. <laughs> oh, so that's where what a horrible woman she is came Great. from. Great. I know. It's, that's funny. It's perfect. But that's where I love going back and kind of finding the origins yeah. of all this. But this was perfect in light of the popularity rating of Nancy Pelosi as reported by San Francisco's News Channel 5. Oh, speaking of that, by the way, people keep asking, hey, when is the other shoe going to drop on all the other stuff you're doing? I said yesterday that, and this has nothing to do with News Channel 5 here, but it does have to do with the media. I said yesterday that on our Facebook Live that I wasn't going to spend every bit of Radio Free Almond talking to you about the ways in which I'm going to be fighting back. Right. Because these issues are going to be important to you eventually. But don't worry, it's being taken care of. So we've already done our first round of lawsuits, this one against MS and Intercom. These are individuals who are not only deciding they didn't want the show anymore and basically ultimately, eventually fired me and, then, and, and now don't want me to work anywhere else. So I, I can't. I'm not supposed to work now anywhere else, according to my non-compete. So, so, so they basically, and I'm working here. Yeah. And if if they want to have an issue with uh, little old Radio Free Almond, then I'm, you're more than welcome to. But they they right now I have what's called a non-compete. But right. when 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 you're doing what they did, which was habitually breaching a contract, I mean, and in a major way then we're getting rid of that, and that's how we're doing this, aside from all the other recourse 
elements that we're dealing with regarding this company. And I know that, too, and I, I kind of wish that the folks over at 97.1 weren't doing this, but they are, because I've been really nice. trying to be hands-off yeah. with them, everything else. I wish that they wouldn't talk to, for instance, advertisers and everybody else about my contract and about how these people aren't supposed to be advertising with me. They can't and blah, 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 yeah. and, and all this kind of stuff because apparently they're reading my contract, which is, of course, another breach. So it's kind of interesting how they're, they're, they're do, like somebody over there, the people over there have access to my contract and then are repeating clauses in it uh, that, that I – uh, that are warning sure. people, and then of course the other stuff. And I've I've been good to those folks over there. I haven't. Have. I haven't made this an issue about the staff at ninety seven one. In fact, you've done opposite. Yeah. I feel like you've probably gone out of your way when people. Oh yeah. Are, like are commenting and they're like, "I'm going to call this person. I'm yeah. going to call." You're like, "Don't, don't, don't." Yeah. You yeah. know. But but apparently that's not being returned in any way because I because I don't know whether they think I'm just deaf or I don't have friends or people like that, <laughs> then I hear about it. But again, I'm not going to make that an issue either. Uh, but, you know, they're talking about, like, my severance. Like, I, 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 part of this whole thing, people, is I refused to sign a document that was going to give me severance because I didn't want the dirty money in exchange for lying to the public about some mutual separation of ways that we agreed to part ways. That's what I would have had to say in order to get my severance check. And I wasn't going to do it because they knew they couldn't fire me. So they basically, and, and we're obviously going to prove that. So they wanted me to do it. They wanted me to be the one that stabbed myself uh, and, and threw everybody under the bus. All I right. wasn't going to do it. And I, I wanted them, if they were going to have it, then have some stones and do it yourself. Face up to the public, and if you want me gone, then say you want me gone. Don't think I'm going to need your money in exchange for lying for you. I'm not going to do it, right. and I didn't, okay? So that's what's, that's what's happening there. So we're eventually that, – that's all playing itself out. Then we've got some other uh, – a next round, which will be towards the individuals who were essentially uh, building an operation that really wasn't a boycott much in the way like a Martin Luther King boycott right. was, but they changed something. They were just trying to hurt you, hurt me financially yeah. and get rid of me that way. It wasn't about ideas. David, they didn't care about David Hogg. So those, that's the next round. And then the, the, the final round will ultimately be in federal court against a variety of different news agencies that basically said in their headlines that I was threatening to sexual assault, David Hogg, sodomize him. Somebody used that. Somebody said I fantasized about it. And the Post-Dispatch, which, by the way, we'll get to that in a second because Messenger has another column out today where he states as fact what is only an allegation. But, right. but this is Messenger and Post-Dispatch who actually accused uh, a state representative of rape in one of his columns, and he still hasn't. Apparently, that's, the, the media thinks that we don't have the resources to fight back, so right. they just trash people at will, and that's what they do, but that's going to end. Uh, and, and because we as conservatives need to fight this because this is the way they are trying to silence our voices. This is the way they're doing it with operations that are just add water and you've got somebody kicked off the air or whatever. And it is a cabal by any stretch of the imagination. And we're going to put an end to it. We're going to finally put the fight up and believe me, it's going to be a long, hot, fun summer, fun for us, <laughs> Hot for the other folks yeah. because we're we, – I am not letting go of this, 
in that way. But we're not going to belabor it here. I just wanted to give you, give you guys an update into, as to what we're doing because this is what you expect, though, because you, what, what the other guys expected was that Jamie Allman was going to be so embarrassed and so this and so that that he was going to walk away with his tail between his legs for a fat paycheck and keep my mouth shut. Wasn't going to happen in any way, shape, or form. I just couldn't do it, wouldn't do it under any circumstances, and that's the gist of this. And believe me, we're going we're gonna to settle law in some cases – because this the second round could could develop case law in the state of Missouri, yeah. and then of course the third round is going to be a slam dunk. So that's not <laughs> going to be a problem at all. And and I believe me, the post dispatch will be part of that whole operation as well. So just getting you updated on all that. And Radio Free Almond is back. We are going to be relentless with the truth, and we are going to be relentlessly fighting on your behalf and continuing our voice. Because for a while there, I think they thought that Jamie Allman was gone. Oh, and, they did. 100%. And believe me, it never was going to happen. It never will happen. And we're going to take some names. But in the meantime, we're going to do what you all have been listening to the I was going to say the Allman in the Morning Show, but back in the day, we're going to do what you expect, and that is cover the news, laugh, put flaming light bulbs in lamps, talk about big mosquitoes. That's all you. And, and, and continue on uh, with the kind of fun we're having. Because you know what? In the end, this is a kind of a crazy world we live in, but it's our kind of crazy. And if we handle it with a smile on our face and some bravery in our heart, and you know what? A little bit of soul here and there. Then you know what? Believe me, this will be a great ride for us because we are a, a great family. You guys have been so supportive. We are loving this. And we're on for the next two and a half hours. And, folks, I'm telling you, this has been quite the ride. And, Ryan, you and your team, you guys have done a fantastic job, buddy. It's been, it's, thank you. It's really been yeah. fun. and. I tell you, it's the, and I really mean this. I know it sounds cheesy, but really it's the audience that has kept this moving. Yeah. Uh, it's all the comments, it's all the shares, it's all the li- It's like, it's, it's you guys who have been so supportive that has kept, uh, trust me, us being able to move at such a pace right. and work this hard to get this back out to you. It is absolutely just the Jamie Allman audience. Yeah, and, well, and you know what? And it, and it wasn't in the end, and from the very beginning, something that was taken away from me. Right. It was something that was taken away from us. And, and you know, you guys don't allow that in your daily lives. I wouldn't dare allow it in mine. And we come back. We push the problem up the hill. That's how we act. That's how we live our lives. There is nothing we can't overcome. That's right. No, no challenge that we can't put a smile on our face and yep. have a little muscle and, and, and do it and, and keep on being who we are. And people have really been great. It's been, it's been quite amazing from the very beginning. Now, keep in mind, the first music when we, the 2001 Space Odyssey <laughs> was really what I wanted to start the show with this time around. Because that was the music I played when I first kind of resurfaced <laughs> on on a Facebook live Facebook with the live beer book beer live and and someday someday we're gonna have to kind of chronicle this. I think we've been so busy we have and we've been immersed in this so much that we kind of haven't we haven't really traced our steps. We didn't even like shoot 
videos for a document. We just no. were like, come on, we got to get this thing done. But it would have been fun you actually to do that. You would call me that morning. We were like, okay, we can. <laughs> you know, it's like we were living by the hour. Oh, it was, it's, been, it's been crazy. And we're really pleased and, and love this place down here, uh, Gaslight. It is a, it's a beautiful bar. It's a fantastic place. And we're privileged to be in the studio where some great names have uh, performed as well. And actually will be performing again. And we kind of have now the hookup, I guess you could say. But we did the Facebook Live from yesterday kind of explaining the whole Gaslight surroundings. And one of the things that you all have to do is I would love you to go to the YouTube channel because the Gaslight Sessions has just just YouTube Gaslight Sessions. And you're going to see some great names and some and some names you've never heard of because Gaslight Records has a bunch of people uh, who are just unbelievable, and we're going to be using their music, yeah, and 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 playing some people that you've heard of before, but who you haven't heard of before because I'm telling you what JB and the gang, these guys have really marked some great talent in this town, and it will stun you, yeah, the kind of talent running through the St. Louis area, and that is deserving of your attention because this is a beautiful place down here uh, on the hill. Are we going to go ahead and take, take, a, take a break here? Is yeah, that what we're doing? Okay. Yeah. Oh, then I'm going to go ahead and give you, because you guys know this from when I was back at the old station, and Spoon was one of the great bands that I started playing as bumper music. And Spoon also performed over the summertime at Lufest. And Spoon also played, well, we're standing in the very place that they played this right here in the studio, live in one of the awesome Gaslight Sessions. And it was for Alt 104.9. And I'm going to leave you with this. We'll be back. Jimmy Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, is going to be with us. And ultimately, we're going to put together right, like some kind of text yeah, thing for yeah, people, we'll have right? that up here probably about 7 o'clock where you'll actually be able to te- uh, text into the show. Yes. Ask questions, leave comments. It's going to be fun. Yeah, And, and ult- we're going to be on Facebook Live. Right, we're going to be seven. Facebook Live at 7. And, but Now, are we working on some kind of uh, phone interaction? We are. We're, we're going to do that eventually. But, you know, be, but listen, this is... We, yeah. We, yeah, we came be this far. Yeah. Give us another three days. <laughs> yes. And if you want another radio station, we'll make one for you. <laughs> I guarantee you, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's Radio Free Almond, people. It's the Common Sense Nation. And this is Spoon from the Gaslight Sessions. Thoughts melt in my mind, could be your accent. Mixer with mine, you got me uptight, twisting inside. Hot thoughts all in my mind, and all of the time, babe. Okay. All we gotta do is we're getting some stuff. Yeah. No, so we're gonna kill all of these. You don't want any of this. All you want is this area right here. I got it. It's making the strings out here. So that's why I waited until the break to come fix it. Awesome. But... And then I gotta call. How long is that song? Uh, 426. I'm gonna go ahead and call him now. What am I going to do when I come back on? I will fade you in. Okay. So. You're getting electronics. Okay. Because I can't hear anything now. Will I be able to hear him by calling him, though? I think i got to call this guy. Well, 
thinking all the time you must be in trouble for sure. Am I calling his mobile or his home? Am I calling his mobile or his home? Mobile. Mobile. Good. I tell it to you slow and I want you to know What's up? I thought out and all in my mind all of the time Took time off from my kingdom Took a break from the war Took time off from my kingdom, raise up my creatures, diamonds from space, pure facets and features. Okay. Another bit from the fabulous Gaslight Sessions from the beautiful Gaslight Studios here on the Hill. It's Radio Free Almond. Good morning this morning. That's kind of a hard out there, Ryan. What's up? What's up? With that? <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> oh I'm learning my buttons. Hey, still. come on! Now you didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Somebody else made that happen. Somebody else made that happen. You know, the guy follows us around everywhere we go. It does. It's like it's. You know, we we sit there and talk about how we threw together a full blown radio network, the Radio Free Almond Network, and. Let me tell you, lo and behold, there he is telling us again. Okay, whatever. Uh, No, we made this happen. 
We made this happen. Ladies and gentlemen, an old friend of mine and an old friend of yours. His name is Jimmy Hoft, and he is the Gateway Pundit. How you doing, buddy? Great, Jamie. Good morning. Oh, good morning to you, too. You sound fantastic, and thank you so much for your ongoing support, brother. This has been uh, quite a ride, and I know you've been with us from the top, so I appreciate you as always. And Gateway Pundit's there at gatewaypundit.com, and, of course, also on Twitter, so make sure you get uh, him going. And Gateway Pundit, he's been one of these guys who's been uh, trolled by some of the same individuals that we've had to deal with before, so kind of crazy. So uh, breaking news, so this deal with uh Devin Nunes what's going on with that and Jeff Sessions well you know I think this was really a, a, a eye-opener yesterday Jamie um Devin Nunes who's in charge of the uh, house intel committee and really has been just a star I mean this guy is the one who I think is uh saving the country right now he's the only <clears throat> outspoken Republican leader who's taking on the establishment and taking on the deep state and getting to the bottom of what really happened in Obama's uh, final years. And, uh, it, it, you know, we're starting to see some of the corruption, some of the bias, um, and some of the – it looks like now there, there's going to be criminal charges against a few people. Um, but uh, Sessions yesterday then came out against the Republican Attorney General Jeff Sessions and uh, – uh, you may have listeners who disagree with this, but I think it was fantastic. Jeff Sessions has done nothing in the past, uh, you know, since he's become a, a attorney general, um, and he's allowed this this crazy witch hunt to continue against Donald Trump, his family, his supporters, his transition team, anyone close to him. And so uh, I, I think it's about time that Jeff Sessions got called out. Yeah, I, uh, there's no doubt about that because in the end, I mean, and Sessions, this is the problem is that these guys, and I think Judge Napolitano explained this before, is that you got a guy right now as attorney general, and these guys are all seemingly reluctant to go after their own. And believe it or not, Sessions, though, very early on, was a big-time supporter of President Trump. And he was one of the first supporters of President Trump. But in the end, it's almost as if you can – Take the guy out of the swamp, but you can't take the swamp out of the guy. <laughs> right, exactly. Because so, Se- Sessions I, has that going for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think um, I think too. This is kind of just an eye opener because uh, there's a lot of people out there who've been defending Jeff Sessions up to this day. You know, saying that he's working behind the scenes, he's doing all these fabulous things. In the meantime, we have this runaway special counsel. Um, completely out of control, harassing people, uh, putting people in the poorhouse, um, putting innocent men, you know, into these uh, horrible situations just because they worked with Donald Trump. And um, uh, we saw that last week. There was a couple guys who, uh, well, one guy who uh, worked in the Trump campaign, and now he's 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 broke. He's had to sell his house, and uh, just like General Flynn. You know, they go through so many court costs with these with this this special investigation. They don't have the money and they find themselves in the poorhouse. I think this is just so corrupt. This is so not like America. So I think it opens people's eyes to see who one of the people, the main people in the uh, main person who is responsible for this. And it's Jeff Sessions. It's because of him that this continues. 
it's because of him that this started. And I'm so glad for uh, uh, Representative Nunes to come out with this announcement yesterday. I totally agree with you. And, and again, there's some symmetry here with what I think we have been going through. And that the only thing the left has and the people who want to silence the voices of conservatives and even just normal, average, everyday common sense people. I mean, if you're daring to run off the reservation, even if you're in Hollywood, whatever, just with some sensible comment, you're still run out of town on a rail. And what happens is Sessions is a great example of how all these people need on the left and in the media who continually go after President Trump in terms of this this witch hunt, this harassment, is one cog, just one part, one one person to be able to allow them that in, one kind of cut in the fabric. And Sessions is that kind of guy. And I'll make some symmetry with my situation. All these people on the left here in St. Louis needed, along with the media, was one weak company and one weak CEO to make some rash decision. None of this would have happened had there been anybody with balls in that corporation to stand up to these people and say, you know what, half of you are bots. You don't listen to us anyway, and we're not going to cower to you. But the problem is Sessions, much like some of these corporate cowards, continue to be the ones, the avenues through which these individuals are able to to get in and, 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 and lock people down. And, and I think there's a lot of symmetry there. I, I think you're absolutely right. And I was, uh, I was very sad to see that the decisions were made uh, about your career. And uh, you've been a legend in the St. Louis area, Jamie. Um, you've been around for a long time. You're very entertaining and very talented. Um, as everyone knows, you were probably the most uh, prominent uh, reporter in the whole St. Louis area. Um, with your your stunning success in the morning on the show on your radio show, and then in the afternoon with your TV show, and um, so I thought that you know I uh, I've been through very similar things as you know. Um, I thought it was just uh, you know uh, very very sad to see you have to go through this. Yeah, well, and you... uh, again, I, I I think you're absolutely right. These uh, the left is today, Jamie. What I've seen, because I'd love to tell you about some of the things we're going through, but um, they've become just this this fascism is what they're they are. They just come at you and they don't want to argue the ideas. They just want to silence you and punish you, and that's what we have to face today. And unfortunately, I believe we have a Republican Party that is very weak. Um, and it, unwilling to stand up except for these few individuals like Devin Nunes, who I think I, – I credit him with saving the republic because the investigations he's done, the information he's uncovered has just been stellar, and no one would have known this except for his efforts. Oh, believe me, you should see, and ultimately I'll be able to talk about this, you'll be able to see how many people in the Republican Party pretend they don't even know me now. And people who I helped elect, you know, and and, and they haven't said right. squat about any of this. But that, but again, that we I don't I don't I won't need them. But in the end, you, you're able to right. see who they are. But the fact of the matter is, again, that's all these individuals need is this in this Trojan horse they can ride in, and usually. These individuals are more than happy to be just that, and these cancers attach themselves to to the like barnacles to a whale and pop on in and and go through the door. And that's exactly what's been going on here. And we've had situations where, you know, 
when it comes to these decisions that are being made, they're always rash decisions. Unfortunately, though, now this time, the people who made the rash decisions involving me, unfortunately, never consulted yeah. an attorney because uh, they're idiots and 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 they'll know soon enough uh, uh, the perils of not consulting attorneys or contracts or things like that but nonetheless that's that's our fight and that's why we yeah. that's why we have to keep fighting i said this early on that's why you have to keep you have to battle back and there are some people who think it's just easier to just give up and go away yeah. and you know the fascism that we're seeing at at this level jimmy is also as we're seeing on the streets now, because Antifa's back, you saw what happened with the May Day celebrations, and you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I've been a strong supporter of trade unions. I've been one of the few Republicans, one of the few conservatives, who isn't reflexively attacking trade right. unions. I have my issues with public employee unions, but trade unionists, uh, people working steel, carpenters, yeah. electricians, these guys have always been friends of the Almond Show. And have always been supported by me, and I always maintain that you know what? Listen, uh, they wouldn't have if the corporations weren't benefiting from them. They wouldn't even have a deal. They do, but anyway, how is it possible that a May Day parade, which is really essentially you know celebrating strides made in the labor movement, that kind right. of thing, essentially, I guess, uh, how is it possible that Antifa could show up? And start to attack people, do everything else. We had this Day for Freedom uh, event in London, and Antifa hit somebody with a bike lock for crying out loud. Right. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think Jamie, uh, what's a bit frustrating for me too is that uh, you know at the Gateway Pundit we report on these stories that the media isn't going to touch, and um, we've been doing that for years. And now we see uh, it, we're, what we're experiencing is Facebook is one of these companies that's shutting down conservative thought. They pretend like they're not. They go publicly and say they're not. And yet every conservative outlet that I know that are very prominent in the U.S. And uh, during the election, Gateway Pundit was very successful. We were the fourth ranked uh, publisher in America on the conservative side. We were, you know, uh, did very well during the election. We helped Donald Trump. And now we're one of the people that Facebook is trying to just shut down our, all of our content. And so uh, I, I think it's, uh, it, we're, we're in a very serious time because at the same time that the left has ramped up their violence, where any time conservatives get together, especially Trump supporters, you're, they're going to be met with violence outside of their venue, which is something you would have seen, uh, dare I say, in uh, some regimes of the past. Um, it's very Stalinist, And... Uh, it's just uh, – it's very frightening what's going on, and uh, uh, conservatives need to wake up um, because this is happening if we don't speak out. And if we don't stand up to this mob, you know, the mob wins. And unfortunately, they won the day that, you know, the companies uh, decided to part ways with you. And it's just tragic that they – if they would have right. waited a, another couple of days – it would have died down. <laughs> well, because, but, because um, yeah. You know? Well, because these people, they're, they're first of all, they're so lazy. They'll make a run, and half of them are bots anyway, so they're not going to come back. They're so lazy. Right. You give it some time, you go back, and you say whatever you want to say. These people are, are aren't aren't energetic enough to, to, especially when they know that they're actually legally in peril, like Stacey Newman. 
they're not going to come back and 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 do it all over again. There's no way. Laura and, Ingram's show is thriving. <laughs> yeah, her ratings have never been better yeah. since she has been back. I, and I love how the Post Dispatch, when it came to me, what they'll do is in, in, they they'll in order to advance their excuse for this behavior, they'll just simply bald face lie. And for instance, when they talked about, like, I know they did an editorial where they continued to advance the notion that I threatened to sexually assault David Hogg. And the Post-Dispatch, why they, by the way, has since changed their language. Now I'm criticizing David Hogg, yeah. okay? So, so they've changed their language, wow. which is, again, these people, uh, if you change your language, we know what you printed already. Why did you change your language? Well, because you knew it's defamatory. But anyway, they do that, and then, then they say that Allman lost three big companies. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. Uh, one was Ruth's Chris, which basically I was paid in gift certificates, which I still have, by the way. <laughs> but nobody wants to go eat there anymore from my, who listened with me. So I've got $1,200 in Ruth's Useless Chris uh, steakhouse <laughs> g- coupons that I was paid for, essentially. I never actually even used them. You might want them back, and I guess I'd be more than happy to give them back. But the bottom line is that's how I was paid. Then the lovely people over at Palm Health, which is a great organization. They're really great people. They have an organization called Anthropedia. They do more for this community than most outlets like them do. They were basically dragged into it by a publicist, publicist who, didn't, who was just uh, an idiot and so they're good people. And, but, but the bottom line is I basically had a membership there, and they spent a little bit of money on the station. And then the Gelman team, which were the, they were the first to bail, that on Monday before I was let go by the TV station, the radio station, they were wanting to come back. And at the time, I was thinking, you know what? I'm not going to have the Gelman team back on right, my show. Right. We were going to go with Tracy Ellis or someone like that, yeah. someone loyal. And so we, we, were, we were even going to take the Gelman team back at the, at the time. And so if anything, and, and the bottom line, we had advertisers doubling up their buys. We had people who were supporting the show and indeed people who were threatening to leave, and they did leave. And so they don't ever tell the full story, so they have to advance this lie somehow that I was, that, that advertisers were hemorrhaging, which is a complete and total lie. People still believe that. Yeah. Wow. Still want it. But, but, that, but that was, again, a lie advanced and, in fact, indeed pushed by some people and at the station, which was unfortunate. It. I could Well, I was forbidden right. from talking about anything. People were wondering, how come he didn't say anything? I had people who were begging me to tell the story, but I was being told that I couldn't tell the story uh, because PR was going to be handling it. While all the time, while they're taping, they're they're typing up my separation (laughs) papers. Hold on, Jamie, don't say anything yet. We're handling it right away. Type, 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 type. It's like, you know, okay, I get you. So that's kind of how things work. But you know, buddy, listen. You've been very brave, and when you get, when when you as always and has always been, sometimes you're get, you're getting kicked out of CPAC or you're doing that whatever. And right. ultimately, Jimmy, we depend on people who are independent, commonsensical, and who get it. And those are the individuals who continue to support us. Now, your Facebook comment was interesting because we've had the same experience with the Radio Free Almond Facebook page, the public page. But what they've done is they haven't really attacked us. What they've done is they've created a new rule so that now they will ask a question like, is this, does this is post this hate contain speech? hate speech? Yeah. Okay. So they've, they're, wow. doing it, they're doing it for everybody. So if you put up a picture of a honeybee, yeah. That you're still going to get, is this hate speech? Yeah. Because so they can have plausible right. deniability. But really what they're doing is they're allowing, again, the corporatists like the yep. Facebook people are allowing another avenue 
for the left to go ahead and pursue their fascism. Because they know conservatives won't be as likely to say that's hate speech because they know we're more for the freedom of speech. Right. They know on the left, and I'm sure, you know, you see that too. On the left, they are much sure. more likely to, I, I like to use the word trigger. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they get triggered. Well, like, for instance, when I kill this big thing that looks like a mosquito but isn't, <laughs> I'll put a piece of video up there, and, and somebody will probably say it's, it's hateful. It's hateful, but whatever. But Jimmy, you've done you've done a great job, man. You've been you've been such a great friend, and and uh, how are these going for you in general? Uh, th- things are going well. Like I said, we're facing a lot of challenges these days. Um, but you know what? It was uh, it wasn't a hard decision for me to defend you, Jamie. Back when I started blogging years ago, you had me on the radio. <laughs> Yeah, like in 2006 or seven or something, and I was just starting. I had maybe a hundred or so readers a day, and uh, during the election, we had up to a, you know a million people a day reading Daily Pundit, and yeah. we still have uh, you know oh, averaging amazing. I think 650 thousand people a day who read our site. So, uh, and, and that's without any Facebook, basically, because they just won't let our stories go out. I think it's. Uh, I think it's interesting, too, on the left. I'll throw this in quickly, but they they just can't win the argument. And so rather than deal with it anymore, I think since Trump won, they're just like, no, we're just going to exterminate you. We're going to eliminate you from the conversation. So uh, that's what we've seen. But it wasn't a hard decision for me to uh, stand by you, Jamie. You've always been there for me. Yeah, and, buddy. Uh, I'm really at a point, too, in, in my life. It's like I don't need to play these games to get, you know, any favors from the Republican establishment. I know where they are today. I know the things they say about me. I've tried for years, like you, to just, you know, do the best I can to promote conservative cause, and I'll continue to do that, but I don't need to, uh, I don't need to suck up to anybody in the Republican establishment today. I think uh, a lot of them have let me down over the years, and that, so that's sort of where I am. And yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't hard for me to uh, stick by you throughout all this. Well, thank you, bro. And, and again, you have you have a higher circulation than a, than a daily morning newspaper. I'll tell you that. So uh, that that that's something uh-huh. really to, to to care about. And eventually, we will have a higher circulation than they do too. So that's how it goes. Hey, Jimmy Hoff, the Gateway Pundit, you are the best man. Great friend. Please plan on All being right. with us uh, regularly. Uh, maybe even every Monday, like you used Great. to be. For Radio Free Allman, and thanks for being part of the Common Sense Nation, buddy. We uh, we love you, Jimmy Hoft. TheGatewayPundit.com. Appreciate you as always, bud. All right, Jamie. Take care, man. Thank you. Hey, coming up, how about, you know, there's a there was a birthday party for Karl Marx. Yeah. His 200th birthday party. What? Yeah. They and celebrate that? See, oh, yeah. And you know what? They were selling souvenirs. At Karl Marx's birthday party. So we're going to follow up on that. Also, another brave guy, a brave Republican. His name is Nick Schwarr. He is a state rep, and he has said something in Jefferson City that is getting him in hot water with this swamp down there. So we'll talk about that as well. Don't forget, it's RadioFreeAlman.com. Don't forget your gear. And at 7 o'clock, we're going to Facebook Live, and I'm going to stick a flaming... (laughs) bulb into a lamp (laughs) i love that gap oh i know know. i know you gotta fill in the blanks
prep for this Facebook Live. You guys like this? This is a band called Surf Rock, Gaslight Records. I encourage you to go to Gaslight Sessions there on YouTube. And JB and the crew, they these guys are great. You hear a little Dick Dale in there, don't you, for crying out loud? <laughs> That's right. It's a great band called Surf Rock. Otherwise known as backwash. <laughs> I, kn- I knew I was getting some. You get, you know. <laughs> Listen, you know what? It's why I don't work for Alt 104.9. No. They, won't get, they won't have me. They would not have you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's a question. Don't tell backwash I did that. They're probably still sleeping because they're rockers and they play late at night. So let's just hope <laughs> that that's the case. You want me to bring him on? Uh, are we live? We're live on Facebook. What's up, everybody? <laughs> what do you think of this place? <laughs> Nick Schwartz, the last, the next guy. Let me see what this looks like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Come on, you look great. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Good morning this morning. I wasn't really drinking. I wasn't really drinking. Uh, he was not. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I got to get him off of that, by the way. Why? That's not good for you. That's organic coffee I'm drinking here. Oh, this? You don't think this is good for me? No. But it's called Monster. How could you possibly think this wasn't a good thing for me? <laughs> I mean, to me, anything called Monster is awesome. All right, so we're back, right? We're coming back. It's real great. Fell in love on my wings and my dreams coming true. And I'm getting to do it with you. This is so great. It is a good song. And it feels so nice when the people sing along. Band called. Singing along with the banjo. It's a band called Take It All Back. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to mess it up again? I don't know. Like, dude, it's not called that. Take it all. Take it all. Take it all back. Take it all back to have you. You guys remember I played this as bumper music. This is their, their version, their recorded version, but.
Judah and the Lion, this is from one of the Gaslight Sessions. And yeah. you guys have seen... From the Facebook Live yesterday, I showed you this setup here. There's a curtain covering it right now, but there's a glass partition. And outside is the bar, which has great food, by the way. This acoustic version, by the way, is just fire. Because most people hear the rock kind of version. This acoustic version. And these guys who are like my heroes were... I'm standing on the same carpet... (laughs) Where they perform this. They said the same thing about you. They were like, wait, I am standing on the very carpet of Radio Free No, you know what they're going to say? They're going to call JB and Gaslight and say, is he standing on the same carpet that we're standing on, that right-wing crazy? No, not really. They love us. Just get to know us a little better. You just got to get to know us. You'd love us if you knew us. I don't know whether Judah or the Lion will be the one that loves me the most, but we don't know. Yeah. Well, welcome back to Radio Free Almond, everybody. And uh, Nick Schwerer is going to be upcoming soon in the 7 o'clock hour, and we're going to talk to him. He actually made a little bit of wave when it came to uh, his statements about this committee and how Greitens should, uh, they should never have released some of the testimony from this committee. And so he's got in hot water because these guys have been circling the wagons over him and really have been, man, uh, been crazed. And they're not going to accept anything but the, but the removal of Governor Greitens from the, his phone number's right up at the top there, brother man. Oh, All right. right. In the meantime, you know, let me, we're Facebook Live right now. So it's time, it's time <laughs> for the flaming, the insertion of the flaming light bulb. <laughs> Come on now, people. What'd you think I was going to say? Okay, now here's the deal. Can you see all this, Ryan? Oh, yeah. You guys see all this? Yeah, they see you. By the way, here's your hat. I got you a hat. That's my hat? Yeah. Oh, that's gold. You guys have to gold. get this gear at Radio Free All. I had to beg com. for that hat. What? <laughs> I said I had to beg for that hat. It's 20 bucks. Just give me, give me a... Oh, just give me... Yeah. Give me an Andy Jackson. <laughs> Done. Look how cool that looks. That's for you. Thank you, Jamie. One thing I forgot about is I'm going to put this flaming light bulb I'm going to wear that. Uh, and yet I realize I don't have... The light is on, so the bulb's going to be hot. Oh, yeah. So I yeah. just figured out that I better... Get something here going. For those listening on the radio, right, or on the live stream right now, if you can't see this, because we are on Facebook Live, if you can't see, he is literally inserting a flaming... I am inserting a flaming... You know what? I'm going to drop this. I'm going to break it. Here we go. It's not, the, it's not like in the old days where the bulbs used to be would burn you, you know, with your fingers. That didn't these, burn you? Oh, these are different bulbs. Oh, now. yeah. It's different technology. Those are, no, they're liberal bulbs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah really, we need, a, we, need a, we need a strong conservative bulb that will burn the crap <laughs> yeah. out of my hands. That's what we need. What's become of the, of the light bulb business in this day and age? Boy, the light bulb is heavy and everything. He is inserting... The flaming light. Look at that. That looks pretty cool. See, I like... Oh, I like that. Oh, in the Facebook Live, that looks awesome. Yeah. It it looks like there may be a power issue, 
but it's it's it it's really look, yeah it doesn't really look uh, flaming take that lamp uh the shade off yeah, Oh, oh, you can see. Oh, Jamie, you can see that. We can wear lampshades on our heads just like they did <laughs> in the old days when they partied in the 60s. Yeah. Jamie, you can when, see when, that when, great. When they partied in the 60s and when they smoked on airplanes back in the day. Well, that's how it all works out, my friends. Yeah, we'll just keep that back. Does that look pretty good? Oh, Jamie, it's, it's, look at that. Look at it. Look at it. Um, yeah, those things are not, I don't know. Oh, I see had, you. I had, I had I put one in my porch light at home, and it just it doesn't look it just it doesn't look Did you it, really? it doesn't look really like it's flaming. It looks like it's a light that kind of is out. Would you like me to contact our next guest? You can if you want to. Let me let me do this while I'm. I, I promise people the five most ridiculously capitalist souvenirs for sale yes. at you know who's birthday, <laughs> Karl Marx's two hundredth birthday party. All right. So if he had lived, if he had, if he had, if he had, if he had consumed organic coffee, okay, yeah, like Ryan does, instead of this monster rehab mm-hmm. stuff, then maybe he would have lived to be two hundred years old. He needed the organic. He brew. needed the organic brew instead of this. <laughs> I don't drink many of those, but I just I actually didn't have coffee, and so I just grab one of those. In two the- weeks, I'm going to have you eating so clean and drinking so clean. Well, right. But it was just my luck that I went to the most unprepared gas station <laughs> ever at 4.30 in the morning. So I went in and I was going to get coffee and none of the coffee was made. And I get it, you know. And then so I guess, well, I'll just get these things. And he goes, well, you know, you can get two for whatever it is. Right, so I right, thought, I'll right. get two of them. And then I gave him my, my money. And then he had to go into the safe to get change. And they, he didn't know the combination. Going, okay, <laughs> this is I always thought that was a joke. And they were like, the cashier doesn't know the combination. <laughs> well, I won't tell you where this is, but uh, he does not know the combination. Okay, okay. Uh, by the way. You guys, I want to let you know, we'd love to have you record and send us an MP3 of the chick who was doing our, you know, did you, do you still, do you have the separate intro from today that yeah. we played people with a voice on it? Yeah. Do you have that as a separate voice element um, that you can play me? I think so. Yeah. Well, anyway. I can get it. Okay. When you, when you find it, I'll do this and then you find that and we're going to actually have people email us. They're on MP3s, you guys who listen to Radio Free Almond, and we'll vary it up and play you guys in the morning as part of the intro that we do. I think I have it. Let me see if you have that. Hold on. It's Ryan Jaycox, everybody. Good morning this morning. Good morning this morning, everybody. In the meantime, Karl Marx would have turned 200 Saturday. And so in his uh, German hometown of Trier, they had a big, gigantic party, okay? They had a birthday party. You got, got it? it. Here, Hold on. Listen ready, this, yeah. ready. I didn't know it until now. You are the common sense nation. And this is Radio Free Almond. Yeah. So we, now, yeah. If, now, we want you guys to do it not like you're recording a hostage tape like she was doing. <laughs> She acted like she acted like ISIS was standing over her, forcing her to say that. Play that again. It sounds it sounds like one of those beheading videos. Okay, wait, 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 wait. If you didn't know it until now, you are the common sense nation, and this is Radio Free Almond. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> she does not sound free. So <laughs> she looks like she's yeah. 
She's in an orange jumpsuit being oh hovered over by. I'm, but I'm not kidding I you. Picture it. But but no. But but that's so. We want you to say if you didn't know it by now, you are the common sense nation, and this is Radio Free Almond. If you didn't know it by now, you know, just yeah. do it with energy. And you send us an MP3, we'll play it. And then you got to send us your name so we know who just you are. Just email it to info at radiofreealmond.com. Right, exactly. And you know what? We want people who are liberal, conservative, oh, yeah. right, left, whatever, to go ahead and chime in. So let me get to this uh, souvenir story for you. So we have this in Trier for Karl Marx, right? You know, the, the father Yes. The, the, the father of communism. Right. You, you all know that this the, He's the irony here. Now. Uh, he is celebrated, but not, not only is he celebrated, which I understand if you're communist, of course you're going to celebrate him because he's Karl Marx and he has a beard and he's groovy, right? And so, by though, if you were celebrating communism, would you do something so capitalistic as offering all kinds of souvenirs at Karl Marx's birthday party? And one of the souvenirs would be, listen to this, Karl Marx champagne. Okay. Is this for real? I, yes, Ryan. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. It's more real than the milk snake. You know what? I know it is because my wife <laughs> and I are laying in bed last night and I'm telling her the milk snake story. And she was like, Ryan, that is 100% not real. And I'm like, no, Jamie said it. <laughs> and then she's like, no, it's 100% folklore. <laughs> and she's that. reading it. I know. I, I just was... wanted, yeah. If you, look, if you look back at the Facebook Live uh, t- that we did yesterday, yeah. I, I was talking about the cow story we did and the Facebook thing. <laughs> I bought and then, it. And, and I told Ryan all about the milk snake. Now, in the old days, at the old radio station, I actually pulled that off on other people, and no one believed it. Uh, oh, I bought it. But you, I, I know you did, and that was fantastic <laughs> because it's a fantastic idea. If, if, if that's the one thing, like if God, you know, because you know He has a sense of humor, right? He has to. So I'm telling <laughs> you, does. if I ever have to, I would never be able to stand in for God under any stretch of the imagination. But if I were like His assistant, okay, I would, I would suggest a milk snake. Just to would, keep life interesting. <laughs> that milk snakes could actually... See, that was the problem. My <laughs> wife said it's not physically possible. For, apparently, they don't have the ability to uh, suck. Uh, a snake doesn't have the ability. In fact, it's like the opposite of that ability. Yeah. True. I was there. Well, I'll tell you what. Snakes, snakes suck when you bite them, when they bite you. <laughs> they do. Right? I mean, that kind of sucks. But no, that, no, they... they um, yeah, they, no, I don't know. I didn't know about that. Yeah. So Kelly no, apparently knows like, a lot about the yeah. physiology of a snake, which is a. <laughs> yes. I didn't even know that. I just thought, but I figured if, the, but but let me tell you something. If I were a snake on a farm, that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> what else are you gonna do? Bite, bite the kitties running here with the, the barn kitty. Well, oh, I'd, mice. Eat the, I'd eat the barn kitty. Oh, the mice. Yeah. Definitely. No, you already said you don't kill any bugs or animals. Uh, yeah. Well, I would I would eat the barn kitty, but I would take it outside to eat it. All right, so we have the Karl Marx champagne. We have the Karl Marx rubber ducky. And I'm not kidding you. These are real, you know those little rubber duckies that you have in the, but but this is a Karl Marx with the beard rubber ducky. This is all being sold at Karl Marx's birthday party. Then you had the Karl Marx piggy bank. So, okay. Now that's interesting. Money, saving, 
in a piggy bank. So you're putting it in the, in the top of Karl Marx's head. Now, keep in mind that communism is all about redistributing. So, 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 a, so a piggy bank would not be something that a communist would really kind of want to have. And a Karl Marx piggy bank is even more ironic because really a piggy bank is essentially hoarding. Right. And commies want no slice of hoarding in any way, shape, or form. So why would you then create a piggy bank? In fact, a a, a communist piggy bank would essentially just be a flat surface. (laughs) It would be a communist piggy bank would have a tray, would be a tray. Yes. Or a bowl, right? And and not a with like a slot. hole in the bottom. Yeah, but, yeah. It would be, but it would be a bowl that everybody could just grab into, like there are a bunch ah, of M and M. See, mm-hmm. that's that's a big mistake they make, uh, just in theory. You would with need that, to equally dole that out. Right. I know I'm overthinking this, but come on, they're, they're the ones selling merchandise at a commie birthday party. So then you have the Karl Marx mug, which is kind of boring. Then you have a uh, a Karl Marx traffic light. So I don't know why you want a Karl Marx traffic light, but that's something Karl they were selling Marx there. Traffic light. What, yeah. Does that look different than the average traffic light? Uh, yeah, it, it does. It does. Here, you want to take a look at it? Yeah, there it is. Oh, here. I don't know. It's in a bag. I don't know. Leave me alone. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to tell people that they were selling souvenirs or capitalist souvenirs at the Karl Marx birthday party. So shall we give Nick, Nick a call? Yeah, you ready does he to know we're call, Does he know I'm calling I'm, him? We're calling him right I now. I told him. He's taking the kids to school right now, I think. That's is what we're, yeah. There he is. Let me know if you still need me. There he is. There he is. Yeah. See if he answers here. Yeah. This is live, you guys. This is digital radio, people. This is uh, how it's this is this on is the, the future. Yeah. Oh. This is Nick. Hi, Nick. How are you? <laughs> Pretty good. How are you? Uh, it's Jamie Allman. Is this is this is this Representative Shore with the beard? This is the uh, the beard and all. You still have that beard, don't you? I do. Do you I still, still have it? Did not shave it today. Do you still have the picture of the jackalope in your office? Now, an actual jackalope, yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure because I I, I just want to make sure you haven't changed since the last time I was on the air because it's only been three weeks and I want to make sure that you're you know. You're still our representative, Nick Schwar. I'm still the same guy. Yeah, he's the general counsel over there at uh, beautiful Arrowhead Building Supply, so he's a good guy yeah. and a friend of the Pogues, who are fantastic. And uh, Nick is also a great and outspoken state representative. He's a brave guy. Uh, and, and, Nick, I appreciate, by the way, your unflagging support of me uh, throughout this yeah. whole thing, and I know you've been on Twitter and you've been out there, and and so I just definitely really appreciate you. To tell you the truth, and I'm not going to get into this too hard, but it's been kind of surprising. There are a lot of people who I even helped elect who didn't haven't even like did, you are dead. Apparently, to I'm dead to them. <laughs> yes. So you know, uh, but but you know, but but again, that's the way of the world, and and I'm not. Uh, bitter or, or hurt by it. It's just kind of one of those things. You, you live and you learn. But, uh, Nick, thanks so much for your support. Now, keep in mind, Nick is a common-sense guy. He's a conservative, but he's also a common-sense guy. And you came out the other day in the wake of this uh, Greitens situation, this committee uh, report, and you indicated that, you know what, it's a little weird for them to be releasing testimony. Is that correct? Yeah, Um you know, I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I reiterated it again, uh, and I hate to play Monday morning quarterback, um, especially when you're dealing with situations like this that are unprecedented in the state of Missouri. Um, but, you know, it, a lot of people said the jury pool was already tainted with uh, all the different things that were going around. But 
I think this just added to it um, the testimony that came out with the with the report. Uh, again, that's hindsight, and I do understand that you know Greitens could have cleared it up at any point in time. He could have testified in front of the committee. He could have come in front uh, of any type of cameras, given a press conference, but. You have to think, and as an attorney, I know this. Um, he's got some pretty high-priced attorneys, some extremely successful attorneys, and they're telling him, you know, stay quiet, don't talk about it, don't answer any questions. The the uh, criminal case that's going on right now that's taking precedent over anything else at you know any other committee hearing, any other uh, interview by you know local media. So he's been told to stay quiet. So that's why I think it's kind of um, well, not necessarily strange, but unfortunate that. Um, the timing of everything made the release of the testimony come out without hearing his side of the story. And I, that's why I'm very proud at the, the leadership right now at pushing forward with moving any type of disciplinary action, any type of hearings on discipline outside of the regular session so we can continue uh, cracking our heads together and doing what's best for the people of Missouri, um, getting a lot of good things done. I just got a veterans bill that's heading to the governor's desk. Um, but we're going to deal with this after the, uh, the criminal case, which is going to be on me and my wife's anniversary oh. on May 14th. Wow. Well, wait, before we get to uh, keep talking about the, the situation here, first of all, what number is it, brother? What's that? What number is the, uh, what, what's the, number is the anniversary? Oh, I believe it is six. Okay, cool. Congratulations. And also, by the way, <laughs> I want to ask you a quick question about uh, about your veterans no, bill. Actually, hold on. Wait a second. She's going to kill me at seven. That's okay. It's I seven. mean, listen, I, it's it's okay. <laughs> anyway, wh- what about this veterans bill? Tell me about that before we move on with this uh, other issue. So in the state of Missouri, and I've known this being general counsel uh, for some private businesses, including Arrowhead Building Supply, uh, in the state of Missouri, our government is able to offer, and they they actually mandate giving preference to veterans. They have point systems where the government, federal government and state government, will give preference to somebody who's actually served or even family members of people who have served. But uh, in the private sector, if we do that, we're opening ourselves up to a lawsuit for discrimination based upon uh, equal opportunity lawsuit or equal opportunity statutes and our uh, civil rights statutes federally. So uh, a lot of states have been doing this. Over 30 states have done this, which they're allowing um, the same benefits that the private or the public sector is doing, and that's allowing the, the private sector to offer um, beneficial, you know, treatment to veterans in the hiring process as well as the uh, promotion process, and that also extends to members uh, of disabled veterans like their spouses. Um, so we tied that into a Senate bill that's actually going to the governor's desk, which is actually giving some tax relief um, to veterans as well. This is the one thing, and, and congrats on that, and, and, and thanks for what you're doing there, Representative Nick Shore. Now, let's go back to the Greitens issue. I'm not quite sure it, it, se- it doesn't seem fair. And I understand that, yeah, okay, we have a legal situation going on. I get it. He's been charged. I get it. We can disagree with the charging because I, I definitely think it was a, a, a total setup job. But the fact of the matter is, first you have the trial starting on the 14th, and then you have also a special session that will be seemingly operating – congruent with the trial it doesn't seem to me to be a proper way of doing things and i i know i guess it's legal but it speaks to this idea somehow that here's a guy who's not only now on trial but then there are these proceedings going on in jefferson city when we don't really know what the outcome of the 
trial is. So I don't, I don't understand why this is going at the, on at the same time. Well, let me, let me clear up a little bit of confusion because okay. I know even members of my own party, you know, they had no idea what to expect. People on both sides, people who, you know, really want to give this a fair shot and, and hear the governor's side of the story. And then there are other people that have heard enough and they just want to impeach him right away. Right. So this special session would, would technically start. So we gavel out um, Friday evening and we would gavel into the special evening, the special session Friday evening. Now, Keep in mind that the trial is probably going to be done by then. Um, jury selections this Thursday, so next week when the trial starts, um, it's on the 14th. I, I I would venture to guess that it's only going to be at most a two-day trial. Okay. At most with the the circus that's going on and everything. So that's putting us about the 16th. Um, that we should know, we should know if the case isn't dismissed halfway through, we should know what's going on. That's going to give us a buffer zone because nothing's going to happen that Friday evening. Um, you know, we're not going to bring up articles of impeachment that evening. It's just technically going in because anything that has to be filed has to be filed and has to be second read on the calendar, third read on the calendar. So we're pushing it out at least another week. So I'm hopeful that the governor will actually be advised to come in, talk to the committee. Uh, this is, you know, whether he's guilty, found guilty or not in the criminal trial, come into the committee testified to the committee and i've also told his staff i said look he needs to do the right thing that a lot of people want and that's hearing his side of the story because we don't have his side of the story being a family law attorney previously to coming into arrowhead and as well as a criminal law attorney i've had many cases where heck i've even done it where i believe my client 100 percent going to court and then the opposing counsel has facts you know whether it's recording testimony something that proves it otherwise um, so I've, I've learned uh, very quickly in my career that, you know, you have to at least listen to both sides before you come up with the conclusion. Um, Imagine that. Yeah, and that's what right. I, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we need to do here. I, right. There's been a lot of people, especially media, that have jumped on the bandwagon that he's already guilty without even hearing his side of the story. Now, I do understand a lot of people have indicated, and the committee has even asked him to come in front uh, and speak to them, but it is a difficult situation with the criminal trial hanging right over his head. Yeah, you would never, I mean, he, his attorneys would never allow him to go into an open kind of free-form session of questioning when there is a trial going on and a, and a, and a criminal charge yeah, that they are having to yourself. defend. I mean, it would be, it would, there's not a lawyer in the world who would recommend that yeah. kind of uh, openness and that kind of vulnerability. It would never happen. Yeah, and especially with somebody like Scott Rosenblum, who <laughs> he's, there's a method of his madness, whether you like him or not. He's an incredibly smart guy, an incredibly oh, successful guy. And, you know, there's no way, and I told this to somebody the other day, I said, if you're paying Scott Rosenblum money, you better be listening to him. And I guarantee <laughs> he's telling you, do oh, yeah. not testify. Right. And, and Rosie is a great attorney to get this guy i mean i've known him for a long time and he's yeah, uh, as soon as you see he's good his name pop up you're oh like, yeah okay there you go yeah yeah not guilty yeah <laughs> so yeah normally <laughs> but anyway we don't know that uh right. what's going on here but yeah again uh nick as always uh, thanks a ton for the common sense brother and and we appreciate you and what you're doing down there in jefferson city and you know what i think in this environment where there are so many people who are kind of scared just simply to, just to peep maybe an alternative yeah. view, uh, and I know the environment down there is one in which they are running and gunning and want a piece of this governor, 
And it's not even even in the Republican Party, it's not that that popular to just even suggest something that might be fair yeah. to the governor because yeah. right now it's a foregone conclusion yeah. that these folks want him out for a variety of reasons. So we appreciate you as always, brother. Hey, well, I appreciate you and uh, congratulate you on your new show, uh, Radio Free Allman. It is a an amazing concept that I can actually listen to you on the go whenever you know whether it's court or session. I can pull you up afterwards. So I congratulate you on that, and I'm glad to hear you back on the airwaves well thank you so much and and your support was uh you were one of the many angels out there many thousands of angels out there who keep uh the radio free almond aloft and so we appreciate you man and yep. thank you for being on the inaugural radio free almond show it's been uh it's, i'm proud to have you on and proud to be your friend brother thank you All right, man that's representative nick shore and he's an awesome guy and that's what is needed now again you don't have to sit there and just declare the Governor Greitens is innocent, whatever. Right. Uh, but but at least you have to be fair about it. And 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 yeah. for, for uh, Nick to go down there and say something like that, the way he's been vilified yeah. after all that, it's been pretty crazy. It's been pretty interesting, too, to watch it on Facebook because Greitens is actually having to post his own Facebook post. I keep seeing him come up yeah. of him showing his side of the story on oh. things because he's not he's not getting a fair shake. That sounds familiar. That does sound wildly familiar. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's been, that has been part of this whole thing that we've been Irony. doing uh, because – we finally, and, yeah. and actually, to tell you the truth, some of that, Ryan, we have we're reaching more people than these other news outlets have reached, and By we're far. reaching the important people. I know there are some people saying, "Yeah, but you know what? You got a convinced, you know, idiot out there who's just believing everything." It's like, no, I don't, no. because I'm I'm kind of like not in that situation where <laughs> I think I kind of have to reach out to the Stacy Newman sink offense out there oh. because they're already they're long interested. gone. So yeah. we went ahead and decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and build our own network, at least with Facebook, but also at the same time rebirth the Almond brand because people, I told you this earlier, I told you this yesterday as well, that I'm not going to spend three hours every day talking about my lawsuits and my things like that because you all listen to the Almond in the Morning show for a reason, and it wasn't for me to talk about me. It was for me to talk about you, talk about your world, talk about your culture, talk about your lives, talk about what's important to you, talk about common sense, and talk about the world with a smile on our face and an edge here and there, and that's how we're going to do it. I will talk about some of these things, but I will tell you that's kind of how we managed to do it because I wasn't allowed to speak, and everybody else had had the run of the place, and we decided, you know what? This isn't going to work. This isn't going to be the case, and we built up Radio Free Almond, and we are on the air, 6 to 9, and sometimes 6 to 9, 10. It just depends. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. It's called freedom. Right, exactly. <laughs> so we can go anywhere we want to, and Radio Free Almond actually is now a bona fide network, yeah. and so we're going to populate this network with all kinds of people that you might know yeah. or maybe even haven't met before, and that's going to be a fabulous thing too. Nick mentioned something about hooking up with being able to listen to me wherever he goes. One of the things that Ryan built into this whole thing is, first of all, your temporary listening app 
Yeah. Which uh, is, it's temporary, which is right up there on the top of the Facebook page right now. Yep. And then ultimately what's going to happen is we're going to have the Radio Free Almond logo. Yep. Which is a, which will be the downloadable app really. And that'll be on your phone, much like any other app is. Yeah. Yeah. It's temporary right now. Within about the next two to three weeks, we're going to have a full app that you guys will be able to interact with and uh, really take things next level. But I mean, even seeing already here on Facebook, uh, the comments, by the way, because we are Facebook living. So hello to all of our Facebook do you friends. Like, do you like my lamps? They I told Ryan. It. I did have to turn that one down, though, because I kept okay. getting complaints about it. Oh, did, did, did They were like, it's just too bright. They want to see your face. Oh, what was it doing then? It was just kind of like, oh. it's just too bright. Well, you know, here's the thing. The, the problem with these lamps is I, <laughs> I, I, if you touch them, they, they, they kind of like... They're, so every they're, time they're you move it. Lamps. Yeah, every time you move it and everything else. And I told Ryan, I said, uh, well, you know what? All you have to do is you build the radio station and I'll buy the lamps. Because they let me do that because I'm not. You are a gross. great decorator. Yes, exactly. See, yeah, you're I know good it's kind of it. uncanny, isn't it? You're good at it. Yeah, you should have seen the looks I got one time uh, decorating the house for the um, for Christmas, and so I got this fine idea okay. to take. I felt like. <laughs> It's really, Why do I feel like this is I'm, okay. You know what though? I've never been afraid. Right? Okay. Okay. I've never been afraid to I tell people it. the truth. Yeah. Right? So I am. Uh, I'm putting the. Uh, so I got. I got. There's like a vase, right? Okay. A glass vase. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and I take these Christmas bulbs. You know. Uh, uh, like ornaments? Or, yeah, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> bulbs. Like you. Well, actually, that's a good idea. I'll save that for next year. Uh, to put the Christmas bulbs in there, but no. This time I took the, uh, I took these um, ornaments, you know, the silver and blue and red, oh, yeah, and I put them in the glass vase and put them on the table. And everybody's looking at me like, you know, oh, um, I see. Oh my gosh! Of course, this isn't your wife doing this. This is me. You? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I'm the one who bought the antique oven. And put it in the, I mean, yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I like it. You know, oh, like, hey, that's... I do too, man. I mean, I, if I can do it, I can do it. So that's why I was the one responsible for the lamps, basically, and, 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 and everything else. But uh, yeah, then, yeah. then we have, you of course, uh, Ben Murphy uh, and Ryan's team designed the logo. And then Ben Murphy put together this beautiful banner for us, which is going to be so hanging cool. in perpetuity. And it also doubles as a cape. Just in case you guys know, and a blanket. You did wrap. And you know what we're going to do for Christmas, maybe next year. What are we doing? Is we're going to make the, you know how they, what are those blanket pajamas you have that you can just wear? Oh, like a a Snuggie? Snuggie. We're going to make a Radio Free Almond (laughs) Snuggie for you. I would so wear one of those. People are also wondering about bumper stickers and stuff like that. And we have uh, the uh, Jag Boutique. Jags Boutique working on that for us, Paul and Julie. We've got the T-shirts. We've got the actual the uh, jumpers. They're kind of like jumpers, but they're tank jumpers. They're really kind of nice for, for the ladies. Yeah. Uh, and we also have the hats and everything else. Somebody comments on Facebook. They said, why is that lamp blinking? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is my bad decision. So I, I remember being excited about this. This was before. Eh, I can't do it. But that's supposed to be a flaming lamp. You can see it from and here. I, I know, but you know, it's really not flame. I mean, I've, I kind of got ripped off you because did. these flaming lamps, they look, they don't look like they're real flames. No. I thought it'd be cool because I was suckered into it. 
and if then they so, would let us, we'd bring a real flame in here. I just don't feel like no, I, no. you know, I did, but but yeah. So I switched that out, and the guy's like, "Why is your lamp not working?" It's a long story, <laughs> but that's how that's how it's all working out, and uh, that's it was uh, okay. It's a lamp. It had a shade on it. You want me to put it back? No, I like it. You do the yeah. The problem is if I put the shade on it, it'll look. Um, if I put the shade on it, then it really looks like it's blinking. It, it really gets that. Now it really looks yeah, like that, like, that looks like it's a now it looks technical like, it issue. Looks like a ghetto lamp. <laughs> well, you can't say that. What? Say whatever you hey, listen, want. If Elvis Presley can say ghetto, I can't yep. too. But I'm just telling you. Dolly Parton. But yeah, said that's what too. she did. Oh, because she sang the yeah, Elvis Presley. It's in the ghetto. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, come, people, you all know. And everybody's uh, saying the RFI, RFA sign needs to be higher. It's blocked. You guys got to understand that's a window. It's like a window. Is so, it blocked? It's blocked by this. Well, it is. Yeah, we can change that, you guys. Everybody, oh, everybody's, oh, everybody's a decorator. <laughs> see now? Can you see it now? Oh, you can. Look at that. See, look what you guys do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here. There. There. Yeah. Now you can see the now RFA see logo. <laughs> see, you know, we got audio because we've got people on listening right now to the live stream. We have, see, this is what makes this, and realistically, this is what makes this so cool is that you are now accessible and this voice is accessible everywhere. I've had right. people commenting all over the place that they're in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, listening and tuning in to RFA. So if anything, the voice is louder. No doubt, buddy. I mean, and, and the technology here is great. And we are, uh, and thanks for all you're doing there, buddy. And we has, we're down at Gaslight, uh, right down there on the hill. Hey, by the way, oh, you're going to leave with that? Okay. Because speaking of Gaslight, because I'm going to come back. When we come back, you're going to yeah. hear from two girls. They are oh, nine yes. and 12, and they are the Bernie sisters. No, keep that up. Okay. Because we'll bring it back in when we bring Jer- Jim Carafano back, because he's going to be on us a little bit. Yeah. But we're in the same place that these fabulous people performed not too long ago in one of what's called the Gaslight Sessions. Because aside from being a tremendous, amazing bar, an amazing gathering place, it's also a record company. It's called Gaslight Records. And you guys have to check it out. We did our Facebook Live from actually here to explain how the setup goes. But we're in the same studio that, for instance, one of my favorite bands performed, yeah. Judah and the Lion. And JB tells us there are some other bands on the way Huge that we'll bands. be able to kind of hitch yeah. up with. I can't say anything right, right. now about it. But, but also, he is not only having these well-known acts, but Gaslight Records is introducing St. Louis and the rest of the world yeah. to brand-new, fabulous artists. And we'll come back with a couple of those called the Bernie Sisters. If you haven't heard them, you're going to love them. And oh, also, yeah. you, I know you've heard Jim Carafano. And Jimmy Carafano is back with Radio Free Almond from beautiful Washington, D.C. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Don't forget, RadioFreeAlmond.com for all your gear and your listening devices as well. Take it all back, take it all back, get all back, take it all back, just to have you. This doesn't get warmy. It doesn't? Pansy lights. 
Burn my fingers. Come on, people. Come on, where's... I, that, that's the other thing. We're missing... What? Are we ending the live? No. We're still live? We're live. Okay. That's one of the things we're missing here, folks. Do you realize I didn't notice this until I actually changed the bulb that was already lit? That even, even the modern bulbs don't burn your fingers. And you know what? I really think we ought to go back to the day when, a, when removing a hot a ball that was been on um, actually burns your fingers. It just seems like we really hands-ified our We have. That's why I don't buy those bulbs. Well, I didn't know what I didn't know. It's just like for sale with the lamp. I, I buy, you know, I am still a regular bulb user. I've ordered a bunch. Oh, I do too. I, my wife makes fun of me of my love for, for light bulbs. Like if a light bulb goes off in my house, I'm like a, I'm like a firefighter. I'm like, guys, we've got a light bulb out. <laughs> well, should I leave this in there then? I like it. What do you guys think? People standing outside. People are not just barely You're good. That's all right. People are standing outside in the studio now. Hey, we found you. You better say hi to Facebook. You're oh, live hi, right Facebook. now. Yeah. Hi, friend. Sorry. I uh, didn't realize hey, I stepped can you in. Please identify yourself, my friend, to them. Yeah. Oh, sure. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm from Gaslight. I'm the sound engineer and video director. He makes it all happen. Awesome. You guys have seen him on the Facebook page, and this guy's amazing. And. I think what time did you go to bed last night? Because you were here until midnight because you had to rock and roll. Yeah, right? yeah. I lived that rock and roll lifestyle a little bit too. So I was here till midnight and then uh, back here at five ready to rock. So. And shipper too. Shipper. Somebody wants to know if you're barefoot right now. I am. Yes. I was going to say it wouldn't be barefoot. Yeah. Barefoot yeah. Yeah, I am. All right. Do you want to be here? What? What's up? What are you doing? <laughs> That's perfect. It was like you knew exactly where to go, too. All right, All right, man. So you need to get, uh, we're going to get Jimmy on. Would you like me to get him on? Let's get him on. Get him on. Give me just a second here. Oh, this is fun, people. You guys, you, do, do I want to come back with the Bernie sisters? I think so. I was playing that for my wife last night, and she oh. was like, gosh, that is good. They are amazing. Can Nine... we bring it in now? Jim Carafano. You gonna call him up? Oh yeah. Pick up the phone and call me. Cause I'm waiting for your phone call. Waiting for your phone call. Oh, I didn't get to the homeless man with the uh, pigeons. <gasps> you are gonna have to get to that. And I haven't gotten to April Ryan, who is basically saying that uh, Sarah Huckabee is street. Oh yeah. And I haven't gotten to uh, John McCain saying he regrets getting Why don't you throw in a little Bernie sisters? Bring in a little Bernie sisters. Right now? Yeah, because I'm going to call him. Sisters, this song is called Ocean Eyes, and you're watching Gaslight Sessions. Olivia and Emma. Emma 9, Olivia 12. I am not kidding you. The Bernie sisters. Mercy hair by the skies, you in your ocean eyes. 
want to talk to you us. and I, we could talk and not play. When I'm with you, there's so much I want to say. I wish it wasn't all that hard to see inside your mind. I'm sure you get this all the time, but your ocean eyes, you're looking at me with those ocean eyes. And now I know where you keep all your lies. Your ocean, ocean, ocean eyes. Pretty amazing, huh? That's amazing. And this is a find by the Gaslight record guy, That's JB amazing. and the team. Matt was in on this, I'm sure. I wish the people on Facebook Can you guys hear that on Facebook? The perfect places we used to find No, we didn't cross the line There's more where this comes from. If you go to the YouTube page. believe they're 9 and 12. That's ridiculous. I mean, it is incredible, and they are some great musicians. Yeah. And again, just a, among a huge group of great local artists who have uh, been introduced to the world via Gaslight Records, and they do some great work. And they got a guy also named Elliot Pearson, who's this yeah. unbelievable sound. And also a, uh, I, guess, I guess you could call him a rapper. I don't know whether it's that like old... Is that like old to call somebody a rapper? These days? <laughs> no. But no, but this guy is pretty amazing too. And we've got a little cut from him as well. So uh, they're doing some great work here. And we're really privileged to actually it's be awesome utilizing be their studio. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really is nice. And uh, we appreciate all they've done for us. So uh, we're trying to get a hold of Jim Carafano now. Some things never change. I mean, even, <laughs> even when I was back at the dinosaur, they were, it was. Sometimes we couldn't get a hold of yeah. him. Sometimes he was That's in Asia. Right. But we talked to him we'll earlier, and hey, hey, we'll, we'll get him. He's you know, I, 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 you do the CST and the EST, and I keep telling him it's the CST, dude. It's not, it's not EST. Just so you know, it's your time. But then we got our time too. So I just want to <laughs> let you know that. All right. So I, I told you earlier about uh, the John McCain. I guess it's, I guess for lack of a better term. It's kind of like this weird death watch that's going on where jo- John McCain is actually... Sorry, there's an autoplay. 
Thank you. <laughs> uh, so John McCain has written a book. Okay. And there's all kinds of kind of these macabre kind of parting sentences and lines and things like that that keep on being reported. And the latest one is the situation regarding Sarah Palin. Now, we've discussed this before because these guys were the Republican Party as well as these individuals who are part of the Republican swamp decided that they thought it was going to be a good idea in the aftermath of John McCain's defeat in 2008 to try to blame it on Sarah Palin. Now, I don't want to pull the in all due respect thing because I do believe that John McCain, and I I obviously pray for his better health, and and I really wish no ill will upon him or his health. And it is a sad thing. He is. I, I I think we can safely say without any trepidation whatsoever, that John McCain is indeed an American hero. No doubt. An American war hero and a brave man. There's just no getting around it. No. So keep in mind, all that said, I'm going to go ahead and tell you how I really feel about what he's saying. I'm talking about the issue here. I'm not talking about not the, the man. Person. I'm talking about the issue here. Yes. And when John McCain and these others, because sometimes John McCain, for as much of a hero as he is, Mm -hmm. and as much of a guy who has served this country very well in our military and bravely, and I think stood up for our military when it counted, sometimes wasn't there for us when we needed him. Like, for instance, when we needed the uh, air refuelers to be replaced, he was not. uh, We're still flying around in these old refuelers that are from the 70s, yeah. and part of that is because McCain and the Armed Services Committee uh, stood in the way of a lot of advancements in some of our technology. But anyway, nonetheless, he has still been a friend of the military in a For variety sure. of ways. And so <clears throat> all that said, I think that sometimes he can be pretty petty, and sometimes he can be pretty snitty. Yeah, And I think he was like that with President Trump. And I think many of his commentaries were, I think, out of a bruised ego more than anything else. And John McCain now saying that he regrets choosing Sarah Palin to me is dirty, is despicable, yeah, I saw is that. reprehensible, and is typical, though, of the Republican establishment, who yep. they really have – no friends. There's no one that they're particularly loyal to. And when push comes to shove, they will throw anybody under the bus. Democrats sometimes, but rarely. They are more protective of each other. Yeah, they'll take a guy who drowned his girlfriend in a creek named Ted Kennedy and and call him a liberal lion and that kind of and, and, and or name interstate highways off of a former Klansman named yep. Robert Byrd. Yep. So that they, they really kind of like, they don't have any standards. So no. it's kind of like, okay, I'll go ahead and do this, and we'll protect some of these individuals. Not conserv- so, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I notice on the Republican side, it is different. Yeah, and, and again, you don't want to, de- you wouldn't want to defend someone who did what Ted Kennedy did. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is these guys so easily throw people under the bus yeah. And will cast people off. And I will say this in all honesty. For instance, President Obama in 2008 had a very formidable campaign. I mean, he didn't build that. Somebody else made that happen. Somebody else made that happen. Uh, But somebody else made that happen. But nonetheless, 
he had a formidable campaign. There really, in the end, when you kind of looked around, there wasn't a chance in Hades that John McCain was going to become the no next way. president of the United States in 2008. Nope. And I'm not even sure against any other Democrat he would have done well. And to me, and you all might beg to differ, and, and that's okay, obviously, to me, Sarah Palin was the best thing that ever happened 100%. to him. hundred percent. Now, was Sarah Palin rough around the edges? Yeah, but that's why we liked her. Yeah. Now, every once in a while, when Sarah Palin would give a speech, I'd be like, Ooh, you know, it's kind of like my friends. It's like, she oh, had pieces, Almond's talking again. She had pieces of Trump oh, yeah. uh, about her. Absolutely. You know? She was kind of... Uh, the precursor to... A little bit. Yeah. She was tapping into mm-hmm. a segment of people no in the common sense it. world who could appreciate a normal average everyday person yeah. much it was interesting the establishment kind of made her out to be uh well and the media did too she just wasn't good enough for the republican establishment the fact that she was from a, you realize that when sarah palin was the mayor of wasilla do you realize she had a 90 plus i heard that Approval. Approval rating. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty darn amazing. Unheard of. And, and she was, as governor, she was well-liked by yeah. people, and she was a great person, very accomplished individual. Mm-hmm. But the way that she was thrown under the bus by even some people in conservative media and among Republicans uh, was really reprehensible, and, and in my opinion, it was, it was hurtful. Now, was Sarah Palin... Always great? No. But who is? And, 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 but, but in the end, people identified with her they did. because of her strong personality, because of her lack of, well, her, 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 her courage yeah. and, her, and her transparency. And she didn't mind being a little rough here. She didn't mind talking like a normal person. And that people just didn't like that. And to my point, as I get to this, Ryan, is the bottom line is she was if if she were not on the ticket, John McCain it would have would been have, a landslide. Yes. Oh yeah. It would have been unbelievable the defeat that was meted out uh, to him. And yet, for whatever reason, whoops. For whatever reason, now the I like this Chrome, but it plays things automatically. <laughs> I know, it is it's cool. Kind of like I'm on this new Chrome <laughs> thing. It's like, you get this. Oh! <laughs> He gets too excited about it. I gotcha, yeah. Uh, but 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 again, she was the best thing that ever happened yeah. to him. So for him, even on his deathbed, to throw her under the bus is very concerning to yeah. me. And and I just think is unbecoming of a guy who is at his level. And well, dude, I realize you have regrets. I understand for all sure. that. But that just is really nuts. And I think um and I think to a certain extent, uh, oh, I guess our Facebook Live, maybe we'll come back. It's trying. It's, it's trying, you guys. Um, I think to a certain extent, why we liked Palin was she, did, she felt real, right? She felt uh, very relatable. I think everybody kind of has somebody that they're friends with that kind of that is like her. Yes. So it felt very exactly. real. I remember when I saw her, she came to St. Louis. Jamie, I think you were there. Um, I know Jim Talent and those guys were there uh, when they came. She came with John McCain to what field was it? It was, it was O'Fallon. out in O'Fallon, yeah. and I think it was 
it wasn't the Grizzlies. It was no. the Rascals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was hotter oh than the gosh. hinges it of was Hades so that day. so hot that day. But I remember watching her, and like the crowd was excited. Like John McCain, right? But then Palin would get up, and it was just like the crowd yeah. would erupt. Yeah. I mean, he was not very exciting, and Palin added excitement to his campaign. And I be- believe me, without her, he would have had the drubbing of a lifetime. Oh. And, and, and he still kind of did, yeah. but he would have had the drubbing of a lifetime yeah. without Sarah Palin, which is why it's kind of disturbing to have to listen to him in this situation yeah. to uh, uh, complain about how he regrets having Sarah Palin on here. You know, he, he's in those... He's obviously having major health, yeah. you know, and so it's like... But he was talking like this even before I know. that. So that's that's the thing. It's like, dude, leave Sarah Palin. Leave Sarah Palin alone. <laughs> we need that. I know we do. All right. So can I get to my euthanized pigeons, please? Please. I've been talking about this for a long time please. now. And I've been we, – we did one where we kind of had like a mini – and by the way, Jim Talent's coming up uh, at about 8.15. Nick Schwarer just texted me and said that he's already heard from a ton of people who are listening to Radio Free Almond. And he's like, man, this show is going to rock. going to be a huge success. Jamie, congrats. And thank you, Representative Nick Schwarer. And thanks for your bravery down there in Jefferson City. And I appreciate you very much, man, as I, uh, as I do. Uh, by the way, you know who else is listening to the show? Is Maria Chappelle Nadal. Yes. Now, let me tell you something about Maria Chappelle Nadal. She's the one I kind of stepped in it with some conservatives because I was trying to defend her because everybody was calling for her head for this Facebook post, which is a Facebook react to somebody else's comment where she talked about the assassination of President Trump. And people wanted her to resign, be fired, investigated by the Secret Service, all that kind of stuff. And I was the one person, the one conservative who said, you know, enough of this stuff. There was no way in heck that Maria Chappelle Nadal was, A, threatening President Trump. She wasn't advocating for his assassination. It was one of these comments that was probably made that she obviously apologized for and regretted. And there was no reason to have her back, uh, to have her just run out of right. town on a rail. And what happened is because people didn't like her politically, right, or didn't like the fact that she was uh, not speaking highly of law enforcement, and I had issues with that too. Of course. But I take things as they are. So I can argue those issues back and forth with somebody. But the fact of the matter is because it had their opinions about what was said on Facebook had nothing really to do about what was said on Facebook. It was more about their dislike of her. And to me, that was not a virtuous stance to take much like these people who want to get rid of Eric Greitens because he is trying to erase this tax uh, credit, which is really what it's all about, which is really what this is all about. They, They don't, they don't care about this woman. It's the same way that Stacey Newman and her group, they didn't care about David Hogg. They didn't, they didn't care about any of this. And in fact, to the point where the news media, which ultimately is going to pay a pretty big price for this, got to the point where they were actually just simply decided on their own that I was threatening to sexually assault. One person even used the term sodomize uh, at the Riverfront Times, uh, which is a despicable publication. And, and we'll learn that fairly quickly. 
in no uncertain terms. But, th- but they decided to use those kinds of terms and just, just make it up, just simply make up facts when they weren't true. And I just I can't buy into that. I, you know, even when Kathy Griffin was holding the severed head of Donald Trump, I didn't really believe that Kathy Griffin, even at the time, I was like, okay, yeah, she's a, she's I, she's doing something. She's a comedian, and I guess I guess I really wasn't into like running her out of town on a rail. I mean, it's the same way what, what's happening. The left does this even to their own. Where, like, for instance, Kanye West, yeah. when he came out and talked yeah. about Trump, people who love him and would have otherwise lauded him, buy his records, everything else, decided they were going to Twitter bomb him and be outraged about all this. Yeah. And as we know, half of these people are bots anyway. If you want yeah. to create a movement, you do. It was the same way with the dude who took the picture. With the gun, oh, remember the, the gun yeah. with a, with the boyfriend, yeah. which is an age old type of yep. folkloric legend type yeah. of thing. Dad with the shotgun, greeting oh, yeah. yeah. the He's guy at the scare door. The, it's, yeah. it's just so typical. But yet we we become this outrage machine. And I have to tell you, and, and I'm I'm not saying this because I want it to be self aggrandizing. What I'm trying to tell you is I have been consistent about this. You can't go back in any moment where I've actually demanded somebody be fired, demanded somebody resign. I've always disliked that kind of approach to things. And instead, I would prefer somebody who, uh, if you're going to take them on, take them on on the issues and deal with it that way. But just be, don't use something as an excuse to get rid of right. something, yeah. which is exactly what they did with me. And again, as we talked earlier with Jimmy Hoft, all you need is a, is a weak structure. 100%. Like in this case with Jeff Sessions yep. not going after certain people, or in my case, certain people who are running media companies who don't have any stones at all and who panic even in the face – of of prosperity oh, and minor, and, yeah, my, yeah, absolutely, and and again, David Hogg didn't even care no. about the tweet I put out there, and it was certainly yeah. in reference to somebody something somebody said before, and what I was going to do the next day, which was going to take David Hogg on about f bombing uh, in, in a documentary, on and even then, yeah. even then, I defended him because I go, I go, these people who were interviewing him started to cuss, right. okay, and he's a seventeen or eighteen now, eighteen year old, whatever. He, he, he's a guy, and you know how this is. I know how this is because I have older kids too. Yeah. Kids will take cues, yep, all right? 100%. And so I, even when he was F-bombing in this thing, I took the stance that he was being used by these people yeah. because they started cussing, yeah. and they got David Hogg to start cussing. Yep. And I had to come up with, in the, in, the, in the onset of me having to try to save my job, right. which actually I should have just simply phoned a lawyer before that, uh, I was I was forced to try to get people to develop a bunch of different sound bites. Where I actually defended and spoke I know. nicely about David Hogg. That's what I had to do to this CEO at Intercom, who apparently was the one who was uh, going to be making the decision. So, uh, I, I but but nonetheless, I had to do that. I had to write a note. I had to do all this kind of stuff. And these guys, all the while, they're typing like my separation papers. These guys are, were were horrible, and and they'll reg- they'll live to regret that that operation. But nonetheless, that's what goes on now. It is, and there are so many people who are weak. And, and, and the people who are the crazies take advantage of that and worm their way in that way. Because the only people standing in the way 
of the left are actually people out there who we depend on. You depended yeah. on the company that ran one of the most successful radio yeah. shows in St. Louis no in doubt. the morning when it comes to talk. You depended on them actually to have your back and look out for you and look out for what uh, and, and protect you from these yeah. people. And instead, they absolutely caved. And that's been the biggest problem. So anyway, back to Maria Chappelle Nadell. Early on, she said to me, she goes, you know what? Stacey Newman's never been around when we had weekend after weekend of carnage among black people when it comes to guns, everything else. She's never said a no. peep about any of that. No. And she's never been out there. I didn't see her in Ferguson. I didn't do any of that. And we all know what this whole thing is about. So Maria Chappelle Nadal, uh, who I actually was one of the few to defend her, I didn't defend her comments because she didn't either, right? Right. Uh, and, and, but, but nonetheless, I defended her as a person and, and, and as people who have to kind of at some point, we got to suck it up and evaluate things as they are, right. not based on our biases and not based on our hatred of somebody or not based on our desire just simply to remove their voices from our midst. Now, you can debate Maria Chappelle Nadell on the police, whatever else, For which sure. is what I've done before, yep. and we've talked about that before. So we get all that. But let's take the position, because that's what we are we, as conservatives, right. let's take the position of decency in terms of evaluating people for what they say in the context of how they say it and who they are and not use it as a means of simply erasing their voice. And I think on both sides, giving people on both sides, and I know this is tough when it's not your party, but on both sides, if somebody, if somebody makes a mistake, and they say something that they shouldn't say. Now, I'm not saying on any of these cases that, that that is the case. I'm just simply saying in context that if somebody makes a mistake, you typically give people the benefit of the doubt. You don't immediately go, oh, you know, and start attacking them. You give them the benefit of the doubt and say, did they really, was that offbeat or did they really mean to say that? Or You are supposed to in life. Give people benefit of the Normally doubt. you do. I mean, you know, listen, you can critique them based on what they say. Absolutely. And, and that's pretty much like I didn't agree with Sarah Palin when she said, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 you know, really, I, in the end. But nonetheless, it's something that I think we've seen. I wound up being a, a victim of it. Yeah. But at the same time, before that, at least I had the consistency of defending people who were basically in the same spot I would eventually yeah. be in. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the deal. Can I get to the pigeons, please? Please. You keep interrupting I'm me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ryan Jaycox over there. Uh, dude, Everybody, by the way, they have no idea who I am. And I, that's okay. But they kept commenting. They're like, who is this guy in who the Who is this guy? Who's this awesome guy? Well, tell, us, tell them who you are. Well, I, I'm a long time. A, I'm a, to start in the beginning, long time listener of what was the Almond in the Morning show, listened, you know, I've been following you since I was, well, this is going to date, I won't say it. Oh, come a on. Long gonna... a, come long, on. <laughs> a long time. A long time. And uh, I've always been a part, really, I felt like a part of that show. And, uh, and then I worked with Dr. Eric Naputi because uh, I have a, a, an advertising and marketing agency. NaputiWellness.com. So yeah, he plugged that. I worked with Dr. Eric Naputi, and we had a show on 97.1, Wellness Matters Radio. We had that show on 97.1. He since pulled that show because, and we were on there for years. Absolutely. I was his co-host, and uh, he pulled that show because of what they did to you. 
And, and then you and I got hooked up soon as this happened. And really, I saw what was going on. And I knew how bad your listeners and our movement needed this voice to continue. Right, right. And I knew how to do that. And so you and I got together and we just diligently worked on this project day and night. Well, what's the name of your company? Well, so I have Tactical Marketing is the name of my okay, company. Yeah, and yeah. then Chiropraise because I help chiropractors across yeah. the, across the Love country. It. Well, now people also remember that Ryan was one of the first in the whole Twitter war and everything else. I couldn't say anything right. because they were telling me I couldn't speak yeah. because PR would handle it, right. which is code for they're typing up your separation papers. <laughs> yeah, now we know that. And we're just trying yeah. to find a way to get, get, yeah. get, 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 get them delivered to you. Uh, so, so that's but, – but all that time, Ryan was on Twitter and beyond <laughs> basically defending me uh, and, and defending – uh, what I what I was doing and your advertisers and, 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 and my advertisers and basically saying this is ridiculous yeah. this is completely overblown and completely out of context and just completely ridiculous and it wasn't even something I didn't even tweet David Hogg no I, mean, I didn't even address him so and he doesn't he didn't care about it either so the bottom line though is that Ryan actually was threatened. Yeah, it was uh, his, crazy. And, and he and he and uh, Doctor Deputy, they had people threatening to go through their books and oh, everything it was else. Nuts. And you guys stood up because you knew these people were just a bunch of smoke blowers, and that's yes. pretty much it. And so, but you stood up to them bravely, so because you were put kind of in the crossfire of all that nonsense. Yeah. But you put yourself there, uh, not knowing. I mean, you didn't know somehow. Yeah, no, I oh, know. I'm going to help him build a new radio. Yeah, no, it, it was not even part of <laughs> no. The thing. No, uh, and so we wound up hooking up and getting yeah. this taken care of and getting it done. But nonetheless, that's who Ryan is, and we got Adam, along so well. I friend. mean, yeah, we just you know, I, it just it was just yeah. like, it was cool. Worked out great, cool. and I, I really uh, am so blessed to have you as a friend. Thank you. I feel and equally. The you're same. really, and he's really good at what he, he does, folks. Well, thank and, you. and 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 we built a radio station in about three weeks. We did. That's what we did. We not only built a radio station, we built the the Radio Free Almond Network, yes. which is going to be populated by some good people I know eventually. Yep. And also we've got a ton of people who are wanting to advertise on we the do. show. We've got some really great people who are ready to rock and roll, dentists, financial advisors, builders, I mean, you name it, people who are flocking to the show. And if you do want to go ahead and support the show and, and be part of it, Ryan's got the ticket for yeah. you. And what would they do? Just so if they go it? to RadioFreeAlmond.com, yeah. um, they can either email info at RadioFreeAlmond.com or if they go to RadioFreeAlmond.com, uh, down at the bottom it says, are you interested in advertising? And people can click that. And we're just now finally, again, everything moves so quickly. We didn't have time. We had people lined up, but there was no time. Like today, we could have easily had uh, lots of advertisers on oh, the yeah, show. Yeah, right. uh, I think kind of strategically you didn't want to do that anyway because you really wanted this to be a whole lot of content today. Well, um, I, I also wanted to, and with some of the other advertisers out there, I've had to be careful yeah. because I actually, unlike my company <laughs> and unlike some of the people over there at 97.1, I'm actually abiding by my right. contract. So I, 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 I've had to kind of keep quiet with some of these individuals, and, and, and I'm, I'm more than happy to do right. that in the meantime. So I've got to be careful about that. But, yeah, nonetheless, that's, that's how we're rolling. And, you know, plus, and again, I, would never, I wouldn't even think about it, but uh, we're, we're free 
Yeah. You, you guys are tuning in. When you push the button, you're listening to Radio Free Almond. So can I get to the pigeons, yes! please? I'm sorry. Done. We go. just keep on I know. It. I know. Go, go. And by the way, <laughs> I, I, uh, Jim Carafano, I think Jim had an issue with the... Uh, with his phone? I don't know. Because uh, he he was supposed to be on with us at 7.30. And Carafano actually was one of the first guys on Twitter I with I Stand With Jamie Allman. Yeah. And again, I think that he thinks that... It's eight thirty Central Time. I'm I'm almost positive okay. because well, I, listen, I told him I'll it was seven thirty Central Time. I'll call him again. I know. I just I just texted him a bunch of question marks. <laughs> okay. So the pigeons. Yeah. So again, yeah. And by the way, so we have hats. We have we the shirts. We have the women's tanks. All at RadioFreeAlman.com. Yep. And then also we have the. Uh, we're gonna eventually have stickers and the and the and the magnetic. We are, Decals. and I know you did that because a lot of people were asking. Great, you know, they were they loved the fact that sponsors, advertisers were going to help fund Radio Free Almond. But everybody else was like, "How can we, as individuals, other than just supporting the sponsors, how can we support the show?" And that's why we came up with that gear because it allows us to take those proceeds and put it in towards all of this that you know you guys are seeing. Right on. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Pigeon talk. <laughs> I don't know why I've been obsessed with this story, but once I get once I go ahead and tell people the story, I'll be over it, okay? But I've had to tell you this story about the pigeons in L.A., all right? So federal judges in California basically said, oh, it's, a, it's another pop-up. How do we turn these things off? Hang on. I don't think you that's a, I think that's the point. I know. <laughs> but do they really think I'm going to buy that after they've... Like, interrupted my life like that? <laughs> I don't think they thought that deep. <laughs> All right, anyway. So federal judges uh, in California, there's a team of them, okay? You should see this. I should put the video up there on the uh, we can do that. electric stove. Ooh. Yeah. We bring it that back. Have, yeah. I, like I invented it. Yeah. I invented Common Sense Radio. We need a stove. Everybody, everybody who has, was ever a guest of mine, whatever else... I'm the one who brought him in. We need a stove in the studio. Yeah. All right. So anyway, federal judges in California ruling that a homeless man's constitutional rights may have been violated when Los Angeles, the city, euthanized 18 of his pet pigeons. Now, keep in mind, his name is Martino Recchia, and so now he can sue the city for euthanizing his birds, which for the life of me, I can't figure out, okay, these are pigeons in a square <laughs> in L.A. They're not really his birds. You don't own them. Right. I mean, you don't really just simply go out and adopt a pigeon <laughs> and say, this is my pigeon and my pet, and therefore you can't do anything about it. And it this seems it's a three-judge panel, and they're the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The Ninth Circuit, they are absolutely whack jobs. Oh, they are. The ninth is yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's just a team of individuals, and they, they look like, um, if, you look at the, if you look at the panel, because there's a, there's a little soundbite with his lawyer. This is the uh, uh, lawyer who is arguing the case here, and they look like they're, you know those guys who sit in the balcony in the Muppets? Yeah. The, the guys in the, the class. They, look like they all look like that. Anyway, so uh, the, it's a three-judge panel, and they said uh, there was a question of whether or not this homeless man's Fourth Amendment rights under the U.S. Constitution were violated 
when they took his eight outwardly healthy pigeons without a warrant. Like, so, so the, the, the pigeons, by the way, apparently this is kind of like you've declared the pigeons to be essentially your property. Okay. Which I don't understand how you can do it. And so, of course, the Fourth Amendment, which prohibits unreasonable search and seizure, right? right apparently now applies to you if you simply adopted a city pigeon. pigeon. Yeah, which, which doesn't belong to the city either, but it is, a, it, is, true. it is a pigeon. But here's the problem, though. The pigeons were basically, some of them were diseased, and some of them were kind of like the, the newspapers. He put them in cages. So, uh, not only, now, so here's a guy, by the way, who's a homeless dude, <laughs> yeah. right? He didn't really adopt the pigeons. He imprisoned he them. He kidnapped them. Because, first of all, a pigeon doesn't belong in a cage. Right? I mean, it's kind of like why, I mean, I kind of have an aversion to zoos, but that's another story. Is some of, most of these animals really don't belong in captivity and shouldn't be. Right. And half the time, anyway, they spend so much time trying to make it, natural for them, yeah. that all you see anyway is a kiosk describing them. Because sure. you really can't find them anywhere. Yeah, because they're, they're unhappy. Yeah, but, they're, <laughs> but also because they're trying to make the habitat so natural yeah. that it's so natural that they are naturally disappearing into it. <laughs> so, 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 so all you see out there is a kiosk that explains... What the, I know exactly what you're the, talking what the, about. What the, what the monkey-faced antelope It's like bringing is. my kids into the zoo and I'm like, look, Kids, there's a there's some grass in a kiosk. Dad, where's the where's the monkey? Yeah, <laughs> well, he's not in there. Where's the tiger-eyed mollusk? <laughs> the tiger. <laughs> so anyway, this this whole story is crazy. Then, of course, you're you're this is this is like this is the state of California, okay? And this is the guy arguing the case. Check this out. First, I think Judge Wardlaw, you made note of the uh, conditions of the birds and the fact that. You know, why wasn't there time uh, to get a hearing or to get a warrant? And the fact is there, there was time. There is time here, especially with regards to the, uh, the eight healthy pigeons. That they didn't get a warrant because they were too embarrassed to seek a warrant to seize pigeons that were seized by a homeless guy. I think they were all sitting around going, should we get a warrant? No, dude. You know, they'll, they'll laugh at us if we go in and try to get a warrant to seize pigeons that have already been seized by somebody when the pigeons certainly had no choice in the seizure. They're in cages, and they're wheedling all over the place. The, the, it's, it's unsanitary, and the guy's out in the public square with these things. All I can think of when you talk about these pigeons is in the end of Home Alone 2, <laughs> when the homeless lady, when he's lost in New York. Yeah. The homeless lady <laughs> that has all the pigeons. Well, and, and, but, but she didn't, like, cage them. No. She attracted them with the food. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like this. Seemed like more of a case of you're going to be my pigeon pet or else. <laughs> it was threatened. <laughs> I'm going to put you in a cage, but that's not really a pet when you imprison somebody. The pigeons are like, "Gosh, get in the cage." Mr. Retia had in his possession, uh, assuming that the officers could seize the other birds who were visibly. Uh, injured, visibly sick, potentially. Yeah, some of them were injured and sick, this guy's even acknowledging. Exposed to illness or disease. Once that exigency was removed from the situation, once those birds had been seized and placed under the care of a veterinarian, uh, no further exigency existed. What'd you do today, honey? I went before <laughs> a federal court and argued on behalf of eight pigeons. 
<laughs> like this was his uh, yeah. landmark. I mean, he's, he's getting paid for this yeah, too. He is. Hey, listen, listen. Uh, Got to give him credit for that. I mean, if you could walk away with a paycheck defending Pigeon. the freedom of eight pigeons. The eight healthy birds were just eight healthy pigeons on the streets of Los Angeles, one of, I'm sure, millions who are out there uh, as we speak. Well, then at that point, I'm a judge going, well, then why doesn't he just go and get some more? <laughs> Since he apparently has a proclivity of wild. imprisoning pigeons for his own joy and calling them pets. Why doesn't he just go ahead and just kind of go and get the millions more? Um, further, uh, this, is, this is our world, people. This is, this is our world. Yeah. Yeah. And, and these are what would otherwise be known. They call them, I guess, uh, uh, Cadillac problems. Yeah. But in the end, in certain reaches of the community, these are called white people problems. Okay? That, that's kind of what yeah. this is. This is ridiculous. Mr. Sherb noted that the confirmation, uh, both of the hearing officer, uh, the district court, as well as the veterinarian, uh, justifies the actions of Officer Weekly and Rodriguez in seizing the birds. Uh, but the analysis under the Fourth and Fourteenth Amendment of what the officers knew uh, is only that. It's that what, what they knew at the time. Uh, you cannot use post-fact uh, reasonableness assessments by a magistrate judge or by a veterinarian to uh, supplant their own judgment at the time of the seizure. I mean, this is our world. This is wild. I, and, and this is where, where we've gotten to, where we, where, where we are watching video of, and, and again, you all are going, well, yeah, but you're making it a world because you're talking about it. I'm actually getting to a larger point here, and that is we're in a situation where we are defending people. First of all, I have every bit of sympathy for homeless people. This is not even to mention the fact that L.A. It has, still has some guy living on a street with cages, right. and they're not taking care of him. And, right. and, and I guess they don't have something like a St. Patrick's Center or whatever, but that, 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 that begs to the larger question is, how is this person even in this situation to begin with, right. and, and why? And why isn't anybody helping this guy? Right. I mean, this is kind of one of those things where, what, don't you understand that it, just a guy who grabs a bunch of pigeons, puts them in a cage, sits out there while they pee all over everything, and calls them his pets, don't you think that's kind of a problem? Yeah, he needs help. Yeah. Real help. Yeah. Not I, a lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, what, what's there not to like about a pigeon uh, as a pet? But nonetheless, you know, you know. Are those the same ones that they race, that people race? <laughs> Don't they? Aren't there birds that are like homing pigeon? Like, do you know what I'm talking about? No, I've never heard of a what? racing pigeon. No, like really Mike haven't. Tyson talks about it. Like, he races them. Like, it's in his documentary. He talks oh. about them all the time. No, it's a real thing. Well, because you by can the way, send them out and they'll come back. Like people do, it's like a, it's a thing. Yeah. I guarantee. Like, well, the these are knows. well. Listen, these aren't the racing kind of pigeons. <laughs> these, are. these are the pooping, peeing, in a cage kind of pigeons. Okay, I get it. Actually, actually, they could be racing pigeons if he just opened the damn cage door. <laughs> At that point, I'd quickly become a racing pigeon, and I'd say, "Watch how fast I can run away from you." Even though you've declared me your pet. That's what I would do. By the way, speaking of racing, did you need Jimmy's number? Jimmy Talent? Yeah, you want me to give him a ring? Yeah. I, you know, okay. But, 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 but listen to this, what, though, first what? of all. On the internet now, there are. I was trying to find the Kentucky Derby call yeah. for Justifies Win. Okay. Because I love listening to the Kentucky Derby calls. Yeah. 
And the guy who does it, I think he's the same guy. Yeah. It's like unbelievably. Yeah, it's like a talent. It's amazing. It's yeah. fantastic. And so now on the internet, there are these reports that are apparently generated by a computer voice. Now, keep in mind, this is a guy, he sounds kind of like he's like a, it's like a Russian computer guy. Okay. And, and this is apparently how, if you're interested in Kentucky Derby news, are you really going to listen to this report? Listen to this thing. I want to hear it. It's going. And he's Russian? Yeah, he's Russian. Hold on. Kentucky Derby, Cinco de Mayo and more things to know this weekend. The 144th running of the Kentucky Derby happens on Saturday. While Honey, can you take out the trash? No, <laughs> I'm watching an exclusive video about the Kentucky Derby, honey. I can't help you. Why, I'm listening to this riveting recounting of the upcoming of the Kentucky Derby. The first leg of the Triple Crown is the hardest race of the year to handicap. You can justify picking the favorite. That's actually the favorite's name and won't be a lone sailor, another entrant, if you do so. However, after reading why one ex- This sounds like it was English translated into Russian, yeah. then laundered through Sanskrit, <laughs> then recounted in a Russian accent, but in English. Bert says justify won't win, you might be enticed, another one of the entrants, to call an audible, yup, another horse, and- He just said yup in there. He did. And better money elsewhere. Even though Justify has an experienced 52-year-old jockey who's never been better, an argument can be made for, and against, every horse in the field. So make yourself a mint julep, sit back and enjoy the most exciting two minutes in sports. Now I know it's called a mint julep as opposed to a mint julep. I'd have been on the edge of my seat. Have yourself a mint julep. It's like, it's like, what is it? Okay, so... What is that? You're a computer guy. Yeah. Like, what is this? Is this like a... Yeah, it's it's those new where you could basically type... Well, I mean, it's a lot like a Siri, you know, where it's a computer processing words. And now, let me ask you this, and I'm not making fun of Stephen Hawking, okay? okay. Is it like one of those things where you type something and there's a identical. word that comes out? Okay. Identical. Okay. Yeah, identical. It's no. horrible. It's not Mexico Independence Day. Mexico. No, <laughs> it it's not Mexico. Like, yeah, so, so this is one of those things. Yeah. Somebody just typed this up, and yeah. then there's a voice doing that. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of voices, did you finally find that, I, that well, our, our lady, the, the our, voice that we want all of our listeners to do for oh, Radio yeah, Free Almond? Yeah, you did? Yeah. yeah. You did? You sh- yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. I we mean, acted with it was the hostage tape yeah, thing. Yeah, it was. I, so, we've time. been having so much fun. I know. It's like I feel like, you know, we've been, we've been loving this thing. I know. So uh, I'm try... go ahead and call Jim Talent. Okay. In the meantime, Jim... I'm going to double uh, J- uh, Jim Talent. Jim Talent. Yeah, because okay. Carafano, I don't know whatever happened yeah. to him. Dude, man, I'll tell you. He got see busy. If he texted. No, okay, here. Uh, oh, my God. It was Okay. He thought it was 8.30 p.m. <laughs> call him right now. I'm going to haze him, him big, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, That's really funny. Talk to you tonight. Oh, my. I thought it was 8.30 p.m. Uh, Dude, this is a morning show. I'm going to call him. This is Radio Free Almond in the morning. Calling now. Let's answer. Oh, here we go. Jim Carafano. Jim Carafano. It's Jamie yeah. Almond in beautiful St. Louis. Can you hear me? Hey, dude, I am so sorry. I thought, I thought it was 8.30 p.m. Well, 
when have I ever worked at night? Hello? You there? I, I don't know. I don't know. As a matter of fact, I thought it was Friday, 8.30. <laughs> So, a producer, man. I do have. I, well, no, hey, whoa. <laughs> no. I, but a handler. I, I, I will tell you that 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 I was the one who handled all this. It wasn't Ryan. So he, uh, so I, I that tried to. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Jimmy. First of all, welcome to Radio Free Almond, and we've got some gear for you. So I'll just I'll grab your address. You just text me your address. We're sending some of that up to you, and that's fine. It'll be great, and and, and it's right there at RadioFreeAlmond.com. But thank you so much in the very beginning of all this for being the first person and one of the few, actually, who I've had on the show who had the I Stand with Jamie Allman on your Twitter. And I really, I can't tell you how much I appreciated that and how much I appreciated your support, buddy. So thank you. Yeah, I actually, I actually thought, because they had this picture of us. And I thought, oh, it's me standing with Jamie Allman. So I was like, I stand with Jamie Allman. I didn't, I didn't know we were starting a movement, but there you go. That, that way, that way, at least you had plausible deniability. It's like <laughs> you're. I've stood with Jamie Allman. <laughs> Stop. He's, he's really not. He's really not that tall in person. If you know. <laughs> right, exactly. I love it. Hey, he's like a He's like one of those Ryan Seacrest. In, in real life, he's kind of like Ryan Seacrest. You know, oh. you walk up there and. You know, even if even if the the American Idol is a midget, you know Ryan Seacrest is waving at them like they're really tall. I have come so far without ever being <laughs> compared <laughs> to Ryan Seacrest, and now suddenly it's happened. On on my debut of Radio yeah. Free Allman, what is that about? I have just <laughs> twittered, flittered away. Yeah, you know, uh, buddy. Thanks again so much. And, and listen, lots of things have happened since the time I was off the air and the time I got back on the air. Uh, not to mention BB's. I've been dying to really to talk to you about this. I know you probably talked this to death, but uh, BB's exposure of the Iran nuclear deal and their development of nukes. Now, keep in mind, and I mentioned this even when we were talking just among ourselves, that you were one of the first to actually predict that this was going to happen. And when all this Iran deal stuff was going on, you were basically saying that this is going to ultimately be the outcome. Right. Yes. I mean, I think that's, uh, I mean, that's just not just me. I just think that was a rational assessment that this was such a poorly constructed deal that the notion that this was going to stand for 10 years, that's just a joke. And, and if you listen to the, if you listen to the people who commented on his, on, on the Israeli uh, press conference, all you had to do is kind of know what their politics were, and you could predict what they would say. So, like one, so they said, "Oh my God, the deal is dead," and the other people like, "Low, no, you know, nothing to see here. Move along, people." And and the reality is, is not neither one of those. What what he said, which was actually, I think, something the intelligence community already knew, was Iran had. In, when they when they signed the Iran deal, and in the first paragraph of the Iran deal, the Iranians say we had never had any intention of getting nuclear weapons, and we never right. But what what that what that evidence proves is they amassed all the technical knowledge to build a nuclear weapons program, and they were trying to keep that knowledge so they had the capacity to field a nuclear arsenal in the future if they wanted to. So the deal was built on a lie. And we knew that before we signed the deal. Was that fairly? I mean, obviously, since you've been around the block in foreign policy matters and with Heritage uh, Heritage Foundation, Heritage.org, 
it was pretty amazing the way BB kind of rolled this out. I mean, I've never seen anything like it with the sound bites and the clip. I mean, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it, it was done uh, with the, probably the foreknowledge of the administration that we were going to do that. And But I think what people don't know is kind of the, the subtext, the story around that. Because what, what's really freaked the Israelis out is not so much the Iran deal. It's what Iran has been doing in Syria, essentially trying to build a strategic bridge right to Israel's front door in conjunction with arming Hezbollah with these long-range precision-guided missiles, which would be a real challenge for the Israeli missile defense system. And if these developments continue on the pace they are, the Israelis will have only one choice, which is to launch a preemptive war against um, Iran in Syria and Lebanon really, really dangerous stuff. And when they saw the president say, hey, maybe we'll just back out of Syria and be done with it, the Israelis really started to freak out. And so for them, it's not just about the Iran deal. It's about Iran's behavior overall, and in particular, what's going on right now in Syria and Lebanon. And that ties into the news today, which is the vote in Lebanon, in which the people of Lebanon are so disgusted, they just didn't go to the polls, and Hezbollah essentially is now taking over the parliament. This creates a really, really dangerous situation for the Israelis, and so they are freaking out. That's, I think, the subtext behind of why Bibi decided to do that when he did. It's not just about... At Farmers, we've seen almost everything, so we know how to cover almost anything. Hang on. Even close claws. Something just... Ca- hang on. Yeah. yeah, hang on. Believe, <laughs> I, my, something is popping out of my computer. Yeah, no. I, I hope these guys aren't going to cuss. Hang on. Where are you playing over there? Sorry. Not Stormy Daniels are probably okay. No, it's 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 autoplay and it just kind of it just kind of pops up out of nowhere. I haven't quite figured out how to do that yet with my computer, but we're working on it. We just created you realize we just created a brand new radio station in about three weeks. I'm just telling you. Radio Free Almond is a right. network you now. Know, you know, Jimmy it sounds like somebody like flying the space shuttle going, Hey, <laughs> is there an owner's manual here? <laughs> well, you know what I used to tell people when things went uh, on the wayside, uh, technically sometimes, I said, just be happy that we're not in a cockpit and you're not back in aisle seven, okay? So it could be... Yes, no, no one will die from almond, you know, yeah. radio. There you go. It could be worse. That's the tagline you should go with. Right on. And you know, Jimmy, because we have the Radio Free Almond Network, uh, we are 24-7, so ultimately maybe someday down the line we could talk about, I think, a Jim Carafano hour would be outstanding. What do you think so, about that, Jim? You never know. I'm not, I'm not, I am not kidding you. I mean, Heritage, the Heritage Foundation could have an hour on the Radio Free Almond Network. What do you think about that, Jim? That'd be great. All right. Well, just think about it. You yeah. think, he thinks Which we're kidding. Happened? Yeah. No, no, no. I think it's, uh, yeah. What, what were we talking about? Well, we're talking about Hezbollah. The deplorable, the deplorable news network. Did somebody, or, did somebody already... Uh, um, Oh, that like that invention? No, I think that's something the other people are working on because we we tend to just we just want to be upbeat. We know we're not going to call attention oh. to the sports. But I I do I'm I am serious about this possibility that Heritage could have. If you want an hour on the Radio Free Almond Network, I know that my people and believe me, people are slamming <laughs> people are slamming this show this morning, and we yeah. are going gangbusters on it. Anyway, I'll ask you another thing uh, this time about Paris, and uh, you know President Trump said something. 
regarding at the NRA convention about Paris and about had Paris having and France having the strictest gun laws in the land. And yet these people are being still massacred and suggested it might be okay for Paris to, and France to try to change its gun laws. And of course, France comes back and says, no, pound sand, we're not doing anything of the sort. What's your take on that? Yeah, and, and then you, you know, the, he also said something about the U.K. So they banned guns in the U.K. and they've got this explosion of knife violence and, and they got teed off about that. Look, you know, here's, look, they can do whatever they want. This is the whole thing about freedom, which we, you know, this is why we call America the exceptional nation, because we were the first country who said the people run their country. The people get to decide what kind of country they have, which is, you know, why we always freak out about border security and illegal immigration. We're not against people trying to come here, but the notion is, is the people that live here and that are American citizens, they are sovereign and they get to decide what kind of country they want to live in. And that's what's enshrined in the Constitution. That's why we have the Bill of Rights. And it is kind of undeniable. You know, I, you know, people forget, long before Parkland and other stuff, you know, you remember I wrote that book. And, and it, actually, I think there's a chapter with Jamie Allman in there, but where I talk about surviving the end, right? And I said, you know, what, what makes people able to survive disasters and everything else? And I was like, yeah, get a gun. You know, be able to defend yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, I, I actually think arming teachers, having look, we look how how ridiculous we have guards, armed guards at the Heritage Foundation. I mean, how nuts would it be not to? Uh, and and if you have competent people who want to defend themselves with weapons, of course that's going to stop violence and ugly acts. And the benefit that far outfeeds the risks of letting people decide for themselves how to run their future. So, you know, if the French don't want to arm themselves, what do I care? If the, you know, if UK, if they want to be, have people run around London with knives, not my problem, but we as Americans get to decide our future. And we have over 200 years of history that say, you know what, arming ourselves and protecting our civil liberties. That's actually kind of worked out. Okay. For us. Kind of. Yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of how, how, it's kind of how we, Really, Got kind free. of started. Yeah, it was kind of. Like, yeah. that, that's how, and, and 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 the whole idea too. In the end, where and and I don't know. I don't want to get too deep in the woods on the Second Amendment, but I've tried to explain to people that the Second Amendment, and I'm not one of these crazy anti-government guys, right? But I think it's a matter of fact that the Second Amendment really was not designed and structured by our founding fathers as a means of allowing us to. Get uh, not get carjacked. I mean, right. it wasn't there for us to uh, to to keep from getting our purse stolen, uh, but but it but it was there to actually keep us from once again being put down by a tyrannical government. And I, I know the idea of like taking like, arms against your government is not something that we talk about flippantly. And I'm not I'm not saying that, but in its structure, that's why we have that right. And and it's not because we're afraid of a burglar. It's because actually, in the end, we should be afraid of the possibility of a tyrannical government coming back. Well, you, it, also, it's in there for the same reason that the words freedom of the press in there. And if you think about that, the Constitution and, and the Bill of Rights entitles us to free expression. Why do we add freedom of the press? Because press is just really a technology, right? I mean, if we wrote it today, they'd say freedom to use the Internet. Right. The freedom of the press in there because it was it was 
the principal instrument by which people did free expression outside outside the, the, the range of the human voice. And so what they were putting in there is that we need to make sure that people understand that part of being in a free society is people have the right to express themselves. And guns at the time were the technology that people had to defend their own families and hearts and their own liberties. And so if, if it was today, we, you know, we might have listed other things, but it's not about the gun. It's about the right of free people in a free society to defend themselves and defend their li- liberties, and that is inalienable. And so with these – here, if I went to these yahoos who want to take your guns away, and I said, okay, yeah, and, and we're going to take you, you, the Washington Post and the New York Times away too, they go, oh my god, you can't do that. It's a violation of my constitutional rights. And I go, yeah, yahoo. It's exactly the same thing. You are entitled to freedom of expression. And you were entitled to the freedom to defend your own heart. And you know, and and again, if if they don't want to do it the same way in the UK, or they don't want to do it the same way in France or Nepal or wherever, that's their business. And Donald Trump, I bet you would be the first guy to stand up and say, "Hey, look, I think you're a Yahoo for doing it that way." But you know what? It's your country. If that's what you want to do, have that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, so, so that this is this is what it means to be America first, right? My job as president of the United States, if, whether you're Donald Trump or somebody else, is to protect the liberties and freedom and prosperity and security of the American people. That's my job. That, it's just that simple. Yeah, and it's interesting how individuals who are in the press, a lot of them, uh, more than really is comfortable, will decide as they are enjoying their First Amendment rights that somehow the Second Amendment is somehow uh, not important and pliable and squishable. And also within the First Amendment, religious rights seem to kind of take a backseat as well to some of these people. Well, yeah, only for Christians, right? Yeah. Uh, But but still, it just seems to me like these people just – it's like a buffet as opposed to a constitution. Right. And and that is essentially – animal farm right yeah this is what george orwell talked mm-hmm. about you know where you know all animals are equal some are just more equal than others and so these people that all rights are equal but the but the rights that are politically are important to me are much more important than the rights that are politically important to you that is just as if not a greater threat to liberty than than the iranians or the russians or the chinese which is why it's funny you bring up 1984 and George Orwell, because in the end, I noticed this in the wake of the Parkland shootings, where they decided as a strategy not to call this gun control legislation, but yeah. gun safety yeah. legislation. It's kind of like, okay, yeah. that was an interesting little twist you all they pulled love right doing there. That, I know, I know. Well, Jim Carafano, yeah. listen, man. You're the best. Thank you so much. I hope you uh, feel like you can do this every Monday with us. I'd love to have you, or what, maybe there's a better day for you. I don't know, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll work it out, brother. All right, I man. Am, I am committed. The, the voice of Jamie Allman cannot be silenced, so we will make that happen. I love it, buddy, and thank you so much for facilitating that. You were one of the many angels floating Radio Free Allman, and you're the best, buddy. Great friend, good guy, heritage.org. Better than than Almond Free Radio. Exactly. Okay. All right, man. Good talking to you. That's uh, Jimmy Carafano. Good talking. All right, you too. At JJ Carafano. Come on, man. Wouldn't it be – I think he thought I was kidding. 
He did think about the Heritage Foundation Hour. I don't know if he knew what to do with that. I, you know, the thing is, I don't think he knows how this is operating. And and for those of you who kind of uh, need to kind of understand what Radio Free Almond is, it is a network. Yep. It is a streaming network. It is digital radio. Also, by the way, podcasting. Yep. And also, by the way. The Facebook Live stuff, everything else, which is up there, by the way, if you're just kind of catching in, tuning in. But it is, and eventually what we're going to have is right now there is a listening app that is available to to you on the web. And it's a listening app that you can download, and then it's on your phone. Right now it looks like a little arrow, right? Yeah, Yeah, you just press play and you rock and roll. Right, but right now it kind of looks like an arrow. Yeah. Uh, But but eventually what we're going to do is we're going to have a – a situation where you can actually have and download the app yep, and it'll look like the Radio Free Almond logo and that'll be on your phone and all you have to do every day, every morning, whenever, is just go ahead and put your thumb on it. And can you tell us definitively if the president plans to answer any questions from Bob Mueller and if not, what is now in place? That is April Ryan, okay. who yeah, is part of this weird kind of generation of individuals who now are just focusing only on the particular words. And I don't know whether you knew from last week, and because this, this is kind of just driving me crazy, because April Ryan, who has now become the the victim du jour. Like oh, Sarah yeah. Huckabee Sanders oh, yeah. Is, yeah. is her oppressor now. And April Ryan is with the Urban Network or something like that. She's with the, um, uh, what's it called? The uh, Urban Radio Network. Okay. okay. Uh, American Urban Radio Networks. And she just gets in there, and she has zero respect for uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And so this exchange happened, and then Sarah B. Huckabee Sanders, uh, Huckabee Sanders decided to respond to her in kind. Now, keep in mind, Sarah Huckabee Sanders is from the South, basically yeah. Arkansas, yeah. right? And she's known to be pretty tough with people, right? And, and, but, but she doesn't take any crap, especially right. when she's being pushed around by April Ryan, of all people. <laughs> this nobody. But anyway, this is how it went down. To go through that process of a subpoena, a possible indictment, a possible grand jury. Uh, again, those are all questions you would need to refer to the outside counsel. Okay, well, now going to Rudy Giuliani. Did Rudy, did Rudy Giuliani do harm to the president today and last night in his conversations to Fox? Uh, I don't believe so. Why didn't he talk to the White House press office about his impacting stellar statements about what was happening? Uh, the White House press office wouldn't coordinate with the president's outside legal team on legal strategy. You said yourself you were blindsided. I actually didn't use that term. Well, I said it, but you were blindsided (laughs) from what you said. Well, uh, with all due respect, you actually don't know much about me in terms of what I feel and what I don't. Yeah, so so here's what this tough girl April Ryan then responded with when she goes to Don Lemon's show, which CNN apparently will take any bozo off the street 100%. to come out and, and make this yeah. case. So now you realize that Sarah Huckabee Sanders says, I don't know how you know what's in my head. Right. Okay. And generally that is something that you could say to anybody when they tell you what you're thinking. And in fact, there's no way even in some kind of court of law that that's an acceptable kind of approach when you decide that you're going to say what is in somebody's head. So right. generally, when people say, you don't know what's in my head, yeah. 
that's generally something that, yeah, you file away, and you're, that, that's, I, I get that. That's just a normal course of speaking. But not for April Ryan, who went on Don Lemon's show and decided that she was going to actually okay, say what this. What I will say to you is that for her to say, for Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the presidential spokesperson, the mouthpiece for the president of the United States, to say you don't know me in certain quarters in this nation. Oh, my. That starts a physical fight. I mean, oh my are you kidding God. me? So she's got to decide. No. And by the way, I will tell you that, for instance, April Ryan, who obviously is so snowflakey about this whole thing, but April Ryan to say that to me also is demeaning. And because you know what she's talking about. Here. She's basically talking about in the black community. Absolutely. And, and to me, that's highly demeaning. And we can call Jim Talent too, buddy, right now. Oh, he's yeah. he's, he's going to get on with us before the end of the yeah. show. But but to me, that's highly demeaning and actually stereotyping that's an entire community. Yeah. And, and that's the sad thing about uh, what, A, is the soft bigotry of low expectations, but also the sadness about even people within one community will say things that are hugely damaging to their community by actually invoking a stereotype that if a white person had done that, oh. it would be clearly demeaning. Like if I told you that, oh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has to watch out for saying that because black people beat you up for saying that. It's like that would be reprehensible yeah. of an uh, of an argument, a, a reprehensible argument for me to make in any quarter at all. And yet there's April Ryan basically making the same kind of inference. And she's black. And I'm sure Don Lemon just... He entertained the entire. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and here's what, in the end, Ryan, I actually really do believe. And that is that the reality is April Ryan is, in my opinion, being racial herself because the fact that she was talked to like that by a white woman apparently basically drove her nuts. And, 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 and she, it wasn't, it wasn't about, like, if a, if a black person had said that to her, I'm sure she wouldn't be whining on TV right. about how those were fighting words and that kind no. of thing because that would be so demeaning even to the black community. But but because it was Sarah Huckabee Sanders and because she was basically shamed right. by Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Sarah Huckabee Sanders wasn't bringing that in just to try to make some kind of uh, scene or thing yeah. or, or even kind of tap into some kind of irony regarding uh, regarding her. Right. It was basically designed for her to say something that she would normally, in average everyday parlance, say in any way, shape, or form to say, hey, this is kind of what we do, and this is where it's at. Oh, look at I, this. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, Wow, it's the entire family. Look Hi, at everybody. That. I have hats. <laughs> so explain to the listeners. Uh, well, okay. So <laughs> yesterday, if you went on the actual uh, Facebook page, you were able to see how I explained this entire thing. You can call Jimmy, though, still, Jim Talbot. Okay. Still, uh, how it was this entire thing where the setup here is we are in a studio. So we are in kind of a uh, a recording studio, and this is at the Gaslight Bar on the Hill. And so the Gaslight is a great bar, which is where my entire family right now, they are <laughs> sitting right there. This is awesome. Uh, we have uh, Andrea over there, Brian Clark. We have Alicia. We have Kathy Fellon, who is my uh, mom-in-law. Okay. Don Fellon, who's my dad-in-law. And beautiful Eileen and my sisters-in-law. And oh, hi, baby. How are you? <laughs> Literally watching the future 
of and really what is going to be yes something so much bigger yes than what was happening absolutely before. and so what you guys can see ultimately we're going to have like with with lucia watching me right now hi lucia she can see all of us here now ultimately what we're going to have to do is we're going to have everybody in there at some point we're going to have listening sessions everything else i noticed you guys brought some hey, jim, hi jim talent hang on a second buddy uh they have champagne Wow, amazing. That's For the so first cool. run of Radio Free Almond. It's outstanding. So thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for being here. What do you get? You like this? Pretty cool, huh? It's kind of the hill. This is where my. Sorry. Hey, buddy. Hang on one second. My hey, fa- how are you? Good. How are you doing? My, my family. I am fine. My family just popped in on the other side of the wall here to say hi and congrats for the brand thank new Radio you. Free Almond. And so. Uh, they're out there watching the show, much like ultimately our listeners will be able to yes. watch the show when it all comes down. And this is the brand new kickoff of Radio Free Almond. Uh, honored to have my family here, but hugely honored, too, to have uh, you here on the inaugural kickoff of Radio Free Almond. How you doing, buddy? I'm fine. And congratulations to you and, and to them. Now, you've got to be on your best behavior. Because, so, uh, can you guys you hear? Kith and kin present. <laughs> <laughs> can you guys hear me out there then? So, you're, it's piping into the speakers. Okay. So, that's going to be really cool. Isn't that cool? And what's funny is so, if you look at the Facebook page from yesterday, you'll see that, the, uh, the, that, that this is the setup. So ultimately, we're going to have people on the other side here, whether we're going to have breakfast, whatever. And someday, we might even have a happy hour here yeah. and do, do that whole thing. But uh, Jim Talent, brother, how you doing, man? I'm fine. Hey, I want to tune in when you're eating and doing the, the, the uh, interviews at the same time. That'll be <laughs> That'll be interesting. He's going to be cooking, too, Jim. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you never know. You never know. But, buddy, thanks so much. You know, and, and here's the reason why we're having you on so late. Uh, because, first of all, Carafano, first of all, I don't know how this happened. And I guess it's because I was the one who was arranging everything. But I set him up to be on the show at 7.30 Central Time. And, of course, Carafano not only thought it was 8.30 p.m. He thought it was 8.30 p.m. on Friday. And, and, and well, so... I'm glad somebody else gets time zones mixed up. It happens to me, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, so that's, that's how it happened. And that's why we had him in this situation where we were... Uh, uh, we had to delay you. Pouring into the... Uh, yeah. Pouring into your time. Yeah. But nonetheless, what do you make of Devin Nunes and his uh, talk about Jeff Sessions and how there's an element of contempt here? I mean, what's your take on all this? What's what's going on up there in D.C.? You know, yeah, I have never been able to understand why uh, the Justice Department has not been more cooperative with congressional requests. I mean, I guess I, I don't I resist the conclusion many are drawing that. Um, they have something to hide, and that and that uh, the attorney general is part of that uh, because I served with Jeff, and I just don't think he would do that. But I'd I'd sure love to have some other uh, explanation of it. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's a little hard to figure. What what did Jim say? Because the other thing I was thinking, I didn't know you were going to have him on beforehand, but. You know, we could wrap up the substantive part of the interview quickly. I, I could just say I agree with everything Jim Carafano says, and then we could talk <laughs> baseball or basketball. Well, you know, 
I, listen, I will tell you, though, because the Radio Free Almond is a network, okay? I tried to sell Carafano all this, and I think he thought I was kidding. But I said, we're a network. We're 24 hours. It would be great to have the gym show, and you'd have Jim Carafano and Jim Talent on an hour-long show. That's a lot of talent. And you hour. two together would be fantastic. It'd be great. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, you need a different name, though, because the gym show, people could think we were going to be talking about, you know, fitness or weightlifting. (laughs) That's the irony. As eclectic as you are, you never know. (laughs) I mean, maybe you call it the the Jim, Jim and Jamie show, (laughs) something like that. Well, no, this would be something you guys would do by yourselves. You guys, you, you and Jim would actually have a show. You guys can do it from anywhere in the country, really with the proper equipment, and you guys have an hour show. It'd be great. Sponsored by the Heritage Foundation or whatever it happens to be, because I know you're not with them anymore, but we could do we could pull out something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a good idea. Now, we'd have to have assigned staff to make sure that Jim and I got the time zones right. <laughs> we problem. can arrange that. They're asking for a staff. Yeah, they are. They Dude. got needy quick. I mean, come on, Senator. <laughs> Hey, buddy. So, uh, listen, I, I want to tell you, too, thanks so much for your continued support. I know you were one of the first people to kind of uh, talk to me, uh, give me a shout, and uh, find out how things are going. And I really appreciated that. So I appreciate that, buddy. Thank you. Well, I can't tell you how glad I am that uh, you're having fun and landed on your feet. And uh, I just I think it's great. And I'm looking forward to you going on to even even bigger things in the future. And uh, we always had a lot of fun together, and I want to keep doing it. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing. This was a situation where we decided right off the bat, and it's all about pushing a problem up a hill. And you got to fight back. You got to fight back strong. You got to fight back early, and you got to fight back swiftly and without any hesitation. And that's exactly what we did. And with support of people like you, it was it was fantastic. So thank you. Now. Uh, I did talk earlier about John McCain, and I know you served in the Senate with him and knew him personally, correct? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, Actually, because John was on the Armed Services – or is on the Armed Services Committee, and, and uh, I was on it in the House as well. So we had, we had uh, times when we worked together and times when we didn't work together on a number of different issues over the years. Yeah, and, and in other words, there were times when we, uh, there were times when Senator McCain and I were pushing for the same thing, and times when we were pushing for different things. Oh yeah, that's, you know that's the way the that's the way the, the jukebox plays in the Congress, and um, he's uh, extremely knowledgeable, uh, a great patriot. Uh, I know people have get frustrated with John McCain over time, uh, and then sometimes they love him, and that's. That's John. He's always doing what he thinks is right. And, um, you know, when you go through what he went through as a young man, the normal sort of political concerns people have don't don't mean as much to you going forward. Right. So um, we always respected him for that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm glad you said that because it's the way I feel and what I talked about earlier today. Uh, and 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 I had everything kind of uh, prefaced with those kinds of comments when I talked about him talking about uh, regretting picking Sarah Palin. And I said, you know, one of the things about John McCain is you you have to take, and that's why I wish we did this this with everybody, but unfortunately we don't. 
you have to take things issue by issue. Uh, and, and because somebody was not good to you uh, in terms of your candidate, like, for instance, he was, a, he was a Trump detractor. But if he's right about something else, you acknowledge he's right about something else. So you don't sit there and just simply take somebody with a broad brush that way. But I will say that we talked earlier about this, and, and maybe you'll agree. I, I, I don't know why he's saying that now, because I do think Sarah Palin, for all of the ways in which she turned some people off and maybe was a lightning rod, I do believe if you sum it all up, she probably helped John McCain more than she hurt him. That's my opinion about it. What's yours? Um, there's no question that he got a bump right after picking her. And I also don't think, I said so at the time, that they handled her properly. In other words, as I recall, they sort of put her in a bubble for a while and then and then um, uh, opened her up to an interview. Who was it with? I think it was Kobe Katie, Roberts. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it was, it was Katie Couric. It was Katie Couric, who asked her the famous Yeah, but the newspapers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Katie Couric, yeah. which, which was not, I think, how you maximize Sarah right. Palin's strengths in that campaign. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, when you choose a vice presidential candidate, uh, you have to decide what your priority is because nobody brings everything to the table, and uh, I don't think that they maximized her strengths at all in that campaign. I mean, I think she sort of was the first of of the populist national candidates, and we've seen the strength of that in the Trump movement, and I think we could have had that in 2008 a lot more than we did. Um, now, at the same time, I've been on the inside of a presidential you know, campaign, and it's, it's pretty chaotic and pretty difficult. That's one of the things, points I've made on, on your show many times, Jamie. This is a lot harder than it looks, oh, yeah. and, and, and people ought to be, I don't want to say necessarily forgiving, but they just have to keep the context in mind. Um, this is difficult, and lots of times it depends on things that you can't predict. So, but look, I, I wish he hadn't said what he's, what he said recently. On the other hand, I'm not in his position either. You know no. what I mean? No, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I, again, I, yeah. Well, I mean, in the end, I mean, Obama was a formidable candidate. I mean, you, you got, I mean, I mean, for a lot of reasons. That's I mean, what started his campaign. I mean, he put his name on two big 54 D. I mean, <laughs> how could you possibly defeat that if you're John McCain and Sarah Palin? I don't know. Hey, Jim Talent, you thought uh, it was going to – did you think it yeah. was going to – did you think it was going to be different being on my show this time around? Because – no, it's not. The only thing I don't have yet is your little soundbite. You know, I'm going to find somewhere along the line your little SOB comment. because well, We're going to get it, Jim. It to give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I should have done that. I should have, like, tricked him. You should him. have set him up. Hey, Senator Talent, tell us that, that uh, yeah. Putin story again. <laughs> Yeah, tell that tell that Patton story is what it was. Quoting oh, from Patton. Oh, Pat, no, right, no, right, I'm right. Not giving you that one again. Well, you know, I'm you. I'm not even quoting Clark Gable's line from uh, from Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you something though. I know for a fact that you were secretly kind of happy when I was run out of ninety-seven one. You're like, you know what? That stinger's gone. He's never going to be able to play that we're again. Getting it back. <laughs> Oh, all right, buddy. Well, no, you know what, Jamie? There's not enough humor in politics. There really isn't. I mean, a lot of this. Sometimes I just want to, like, uh, go on Twitter, which I don't do very often. For those who are following me, I'm sorry. I don't give you more content. And just tell everybody to lighten up. 
and, yeah. and just start, you know, just start treating other people as people. You know, they're, they're complex. People are complex. And, uh, you know, I, I get the broad outlines and, and you recognize them and everybody recognizes them. And I get the reasons to be worried. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so worried about the country. Sometimes I have difficulty dealing with it, but, um, just, you know, remember it's never quite as simple as it seems. So, well, you know, if you're, I'm just full of sage advice today. I feel like I'm, ta- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking to my kids. They're all grown up. So what, what I told them is they, they don't have to do what I tell them anymore, but they do have to listen to me and pretend that they're paying attention. So, well, keep in mind, try. keep in mind that, that, uh, the guy with the most power in this country happens to be, a homeless dude that took pigeons on as pets and now will be able to sue the city of Los Angeles. So that's how whacked out the world is. So we just, it's, it's, it's their world. We're just living in it and trying to have fun. Jim Talon, I hope you can join me on a regular basis on Mondays, or you can just pick a day. We'll talk to you about that eventually, but I hope you can be with me once a week still. Yeah. Monday's normally pretty good for me. So let's figure on that. But, uh, on next Monday, I think I'm traveling in the morning, but most Mondays I don't travel, so that'd be a good day. We'll okay. Get the week started off right. All right, buddy. It sounds great, and thanks for your friendship, and thanks for being out there for us, and we appreciate you, and I'll get your address. I'll put a little Radio Free Almond hat in the mail for you. Okay. It sounds okay. good. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. That's Jim Talent. There we go. So we had Jim Hoft, yeah. Jim Carafano, Jim Talent. Whew. Pigeons. We had pigeons. We had uh, gigantic. Oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you guys. Was, so was the gigantic, I'm asking Andrew this now, was the gigantic mosquito thing, <laughs> oh, you guys did fly around? Oh, okay. All right, yeah. So, yeah. She saw it, but the kids didn't. I was yeah. wondering it's what the, the heck best. that was. It kind of came out of nowhere After, last now night. I've heard then I lost it. What you've told your kids about this giant mosquito, I'm yes. glad. Yes. They Even were you say it eats mosquitoes, I was telling yeah. you it eats them. So <laughs> that's the bottom line. You know what's really cool is that it's 9.01. The show is over. But guess what? This is your network, baby. I know. I could go until 10. You could go two more hours. But, I, but, I, I, but I guess it looks like I have some grape juice to drink. <laughs> is that real champagne or is it? Oh, it's real champagne. Okay. How cool All is right. that? Why not? You know? Uh, but congratulations. How do we do, Jamie. by the way? Pretty well? Amazing. Yeah, Jamie, good. congratulations. I yeah. mean, this is such a huge moment and really a springboard into something so much more. But such yeah. an awesome moment. Such an awesome moment for the audience that listened. Thank you. Yeah. My gosh, thank you, you for guys being have with been, us. You guys have been fantastic, and not only on Facebook, but here as well. And that's what our show is. It's Radio Free Almond. It is. And it's on every morning, 6 to 9, sometimes 6 to 9.03. One of those things. I get the, I get the alcohol right here. You do? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm going I'm to do the don't you fetch pop. me in thing. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Okay, good. It's, it's, the, it's the anthem of pigeons. Dude. <laughs> No longer want to be fenced in Can by homeless people. Can we track this story as line. we go? Oh, I know. We will. Okay. And we, we uh, were able to debunk the myth of the milk snake. Oh, we debunked that. And we also were able to play. You know what I didn't? I, people <laughs> caught this early. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the fact that the National Rifle Association is more popular than Nancy Pelosi. So we got that going for us. Wow. And flaming bulbs. I mean, come on, people. What Your more do we need? Your wife loves the flaming bulb. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you to Matt, our engineer here at Beautiful Gaslight. Thank you, brother. You're the best, man. Thanks for getting up. Thank you to JB here as well. Check out 
the YouTube channel for Gaslight. Yeah. And it's called the Gaslight Music Sessions. And it's right there on on YouTube. So go ahead and check that out. You're going to see some great new artists and also some familiar ones. We're standing in the very place where these recordings took place. And we appreciate all of you. Thanks for your support. We are back. We are having fun. And we're a one big happy family once again. So I appreciate you guys. And thank you, family, for coming out. Lovely. All the other little kids are in school. Yeah. So we had the, the big kids came out yeah. for the Radio Fiona debut. <laughs> Ryan J. Cox, you're the best, buddy. Thank you. Thanks you a ton, folks. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow, 6 a.m. Let me be by myself in the